Morning, my brothers and sisters. On this, our 97th episode of the Good Morning Guys podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night as we discuss the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play. I'm one of your hosts, the Brazilian Mountaineer and Transition Ninja, Lucas Ham Swisher. Also with me, the judge, jury, and executioner of fake news and spoilers and Long John Silver's Patrick Novacell. I have a confession to make. Okay. So last week, I kind of poo-pooed Hamilton. And yeah. all week, all week, I am thinking about this movie, show, play, whatever. And I ended up watching this past week. And oh my gosh, this is one of the best things I've ever seen. Nice. Like you have top, been redeemed. Top to bottom. I had to, I just I just had to tr- train my ears to for the rap cuz I did, was not ready for it. I did not know anything about this. Uh but going into it, uh I was like, "No, I can't, I can't do this. I watched like the first 20 minutes of it and no." And then, you know what happened after the first 20 minutes was that King George song mm-hmm. that we were singing pre-show and I'm like, "What? If I would have listened to this on my first playthrough or watch watch through of this, I would have definitely <laughs> <Just> playthrough." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it sounds like you've gotten the platinum trophy after you did your second playthrough of Hamilton. Yeah. Congratulations, my friends. You are Great. the platinum king right now. Now, the person who did not poo-poo on this, uh, I almost said game, on this uh, that musical, on his left and my right, our final member of the GMG Quadfecta, since the Volleyball and Beast of the East, Ronnie Johantis, is not with us tonight. He's got music in his heart, Doctor Who on his brain, and La Caretta in his old stomacho. The master switch flipper himself, Mark Boucher. I did not poo-poo Hamilton. Quite the opposite, in fact. And I'm telling you, subtitles. Wait, what is the opposite of poo-pooing? Is it pee-pee? Yeah-yeah? The opposite of poo-poo is pee-pee? What? <laughs> I mean, isn't it? How did we get is that here? that no, not it? Why? How do, <laughs> no, in fact, how do we always I get here? I that just for you, Mark. <laughs> I knew you'd love that comment. <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's... Let's hold up. Before we get into more shenanigans, there's more because we have a special guest with us who will help us maintain our quadfectiness tonight. That's a real word. Look it up. He's a master of when to hold him and when to fold him with a refusal to grow up, which works out since he is one of the hosts to the Fortress of Nerditude podcast and a founding member of the MTD Street Team, the one, the only Spencer Stapleton. Shenanigans incoming, shenanigans incoming. Pat, I cannot believe you poo-pooed all over Hamilton. Uh, I am glad you have repented of your evil, sinful ways and joined those of us in the holiness that is Lin-Manuel Miranda and everything that is Hamilton. You know, like, I I understand uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda and his genius of the Hamilton now. Like, at first, I'm like, I, I didn't know what to expect, you know? So it was... I'm not a theater goer. I don't watch plays. You know, these these sh- these plays are not in, in my realm of things I want to do, like um, video game movies, things like that. But, uh, you know, like, yeah, I'm so, so glad that I watched it because I would be kicking myself if I didn't end up watching this. So, yeah. 
it's it's a touchstone type of event. It really is. It crosses over genres. It can touch anyone and everyone, whether you're into theater and musicals, whether you're into rap, or whether you're into history or not. Like, it doesn't really matter because there's something for everyone. And I got to say, I think it's amazing. I've seen it on stage twice. Mm, I'm jealous. And now, now I can watch it from my couch. Uh... It's on nonstop in our household right now. Yeah, wow, well, that is impressive. What's crazy about this Hamilton is it's not just rap. I mean, there's there's ballads, there's hilarious songs like from King George, and uh, they go from like like Eminem style rap to uh, to Shaggy style rap to like Busta Rhymes style rap, and I mean it is it is all over the place just from the rap genre, uh, and yeah, it was it was very eclectic in their song choices. Um, so it's great. Yep. I also want to say thank you guys for having me on your podcast tonight. I appreciate uh, your willingness to allow me to sully the Good Morning Guys podcast. And hopefully uh, you won't lose all your listeners. Hopefully you'll retain a few after this is over. Some have already no, so left. So far we're uh, okay. looking good. <laughs> we got like we got like three listening right Mark's now. Mark's so. already left. He's like, no, I'm, I'm gone. I'm yep. out. I was like, Spencer, well, Welcome, what? brother. No, I'm done. mark mark i'm joining your podcast mark what you doing mark you recording (laughs) this is exactly what i expected (laughs) I i had good feelings about this and yet to start it out talking about hamilton is i'll have to be honest right now i'm feeling like the fourth wheel because i have not watched this this beautiful oh. musical. I have not downloaded it on uh, Swisher Plus. I was going to say Swisher Plus. But maybe Plus, next week I will up. be with you guys. But yeah, I'm so far out of left field. But what's ironic, I'm glad you guys started this way because it totally encapsulates this special moment because we have like a Married to the Games reunion, community reunion right now. Uh, yeah. The yeah. three of you know each other personally. Uh, Pat, Mark, and Spencer, you guys have hung out at least once. At least, the, right? Yeah, I think only once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then okay, so Marco uh, no, once. by happenstance, no. Spencer and I ended up <laughs> yeah. in Disney. Oh, okay, vacation yeah. together. <laughs> oh, that's right. You guys were stalking each Sorry, other. I, I only hung that. out with you once. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. We did share a house for a weekend uh, back in you 2018. Did. Eating pancakes together, swapping manly Eating stories, pancakes, all that good pop stuff. tarts. Sleep actually, I don't think really happened a lot there. At least not for me. So. Yeah, y'all came not in adventure there. You had that horrible flight <laughs> issue. Uh, yeah. Let's not relive that. It <laughs> it makes me cry a little on the inside every time I think about yeah. it. <laughs> well, moving on. Well, for those out there in the joiners and folks that don't know you, like I don't really know you, even though we've chatted on you know MTTG Discord and that kind of stuff. Uh, I've listened to your podcast a few times, but other than that, you know, I need to know more about you. So why don't you share with me and the joiners a little bit about yourself, what you do for a living, uh, you know, when when you got into podcasting, those kind of things, just a little to uh, bring people up to speed. Maybe on your family, sure. too, would be good, just to name a few yeah, things. Yeah. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Yeah. Uh, let's yeah, see here. That. So... 
Uh, well, that that's actually awkward because my dad is dead, oh. so he doesn't do anything. Apologies. Uh, thanks for bringing it up, I'm Mark. Uh, I'm going to cry now. No. Uh, <laughs> he, he's been gone almost 20 years. Like, relax. Uh, oh. so, <laughs> Good night, everybody. Uh, Take care. Yep. Bye, Mark. Hope you I'm find sure. your dad. Oh, wait. So that doesn't work. My, my name is Spencer Stapleton. Uh, I am the the founder of the Fortress of Nerditude uh, podcast and co-host along with my brother-in-law, Matt Shaw. I started listening to the Married to the Games podcast, gosh, somewhere around like episode 104, and they're, I think, around 409, 410 episodes in now. And that's kind of where I ended up meeting you fine gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I work... Well, right now I work from home, but I'm a I'm an I, I'm in the IT world. I'm a regional system administrator, so I manage pretty much most of everything in the IT world for my business. Mm. I've been doing IT work now for about 15 years. I kind of fell backwards into it. I always intended to be in like public relations and advertising, and then through a series of kind of unfortunate events, I limity snicketed my way into uh, IT. And out of the other uh, public relations advertising, I'm I'm married. I've got two crazy boys, Charlie, who's seven, Jackson, who's six, and they keep me on my toes. Uh, funny enough, like this week, like right before I recorded my podcast, I was in the basement doing some prep work, and I hear this huge, you know, crashing sound. Oh, and no. I knew I knew something was broken. Mm-hmm. And I go upstairs and find out that. They had been fighting or wrestling or horse playing, and they had ripped the sound bar off the wall, including the mounts off the wall, oh. and damaged drywall. And I was just like, uh, I wish the circus were still here so I could sell my children to the circus. But, not, you know, enough said. I got it all fixed and whatnot. We were fine. But like these boys, man, they just they keep me on my toes day in, day out. And it's. A little different now because with all the things going on in the world, I'm home, my wife's home, we both are normally in the office, and then the kids aren't at daycare or school, so they're home. So we're all kind of stomping all over each other's feet, right, left, and center. Uh, let's see what else about me that the joiners may not know. I I love to laugh. I love to have a lot of fun. I try not to take myself too seriously. Because that's just not as fun as making fun of myself and others and doing stupid, goofy things. I felt super bad when Mark messaged me originally and we were kind of kicking some ideas around. And he said, what about this idea? And I was like, yeah, I would love to do that, but I don't feel that type of emotion often enough. (laughs) And so, like, it's it's hard for me to feel shame and embarrassment. And I was like, yeah, you may want to use someone else because, uh... I'm just going to tell you about all the dumb stuff that I do that I don't care that I did. But, uh, yeah. Grew up in Chicago. Um, I lived in the Midwest for most of my life, and now I live out in Utah around the mountains. Uh, yeah, what else do you want to know? I can, man, I don't can talk you, forever. Don't you Twitch stream? I do. I do. Thanks, Pat. Uh, yeah, I've, I, 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 do, I do stream on Twitch. I just had my one-year anniversary this last weekend. Congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. It's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. I I kind of started it off as a lark, just like a, uh, you know, let's have an excuse to schedule game time. 
throughout the week because I found I was having a harder and harder time getting to play games because if I don't have a schedule, I tend to find myself in trouble or doing other things or getting involved in stuff I have no business starting a new hobby in. And so I started scheduling time to play games and started streaming and having a having a real good time. The super friends come out and hang out with me and we just have a lot of fun and do silly stuff. And lately they've been making me sing and do, you know, wear silly hats and do voices. And it's just <laughs> it's just all sorts of shenanigans. Nice. Shenanigans nice, man. everywhere. Shenanigans, yeah. Mark. Shenanigans. That's that's what we're all about is the shenanigans. Well, before we get into any more shenanigans and talk about what's new news, what's new in our lives, what's new in the world, got some housekeeping where we offer towels, we put mints on your pillow, and also tip you off to the things you need to know. Nothing more, nothing less. So coming up, GMG 100 is just around the corner. Spring we will be break. doing woo-hoo. our second. <laughs> woohoo! Spring break. We're doing so second. close. It is live stream yeah. of the show ever through YouTube in a few short weeks on Saturday, August 1st at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 10 p.m. my time in Sao Paulo, Brazil, or 2 a.m. in Portugal and some other European countries, just to give some time options for you <laughs> joiners. It's uh, like, do you, do you have a lot of Portu- Portugal uh, yeah, listeners? we actually we do. We got at least two. Wow, Joanna. look at that. Joanna. We need to double check uh, Scotland time. Is that about the same time? I think it is. I think so. five hour difference. So yeah, it might be two a.m. there too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we have we one, have one or two a.m. for. Yep, that is true. Well, we will be doing a pre-show about nineteen minutes early at eight forty-one Eastern Daylight Time. So feel free to join us then. I will be there eight forty-one. Don't be late. Anyone else? Uh, once we start the show promptly at 9 p.m., as we always do, we'll be celebrating that those past 99 episodes that we have enjoyed so much, talking about our favorite moments as hosts and joiners, answering questions, discussing many, to- many topics driven by you, and also each making personal and GMG-centric announcements about the show and our Discord community for the next 100 Hope episodes, God willing. Also, we will be giving away merch and prizes and continue to talk about the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play. So live on YouTube, Saturday, August 1st, 9 yeah. p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Be there or be square. All right. Oh, man, that would have been a perfect transition to our topic. I should have saved that. <laughs> you know, oh, well, square like a nerd. You could come back to it. I could. May I'll circle back. Also, I did mention Discord, which is on and popping right now. We do like to connect with our joiners and continue the conversation beyond the podcast. It's easy and free to join, easy to access on your smartphone app or web browser of your choice, and it's a good mix between Twitter, Facebook, and a forum, except everyone is nice and will not all look at you like they want to kill you. Uh, we talk about everything from What Discord video games. servers are you on that people will look at you and want to kill you? Dude, have you hey, been man, on the, the Last easy. of Us 2 Twitter uh, <laughs> squad forums or at least seen pictures of people that have posted a little bit of Last of Us 2 hate, not to get ahead of myself? Yeah, it's real. Yeah, so let's be real, real careful on Last of Us 2 spoilers. Don't worry. Because this guy right here is still working his way through it. That's oh, all nice. Good. I am Where too. are you on there? How, oh, well, I, so, uh, how many hours have you played so far? Ooh, I'm um, 25 hours in. Okay, all right. We're probably and close to each other. I'm, I'm on day one. 
if that makes sense. Okay, so you've been slow playing it a little bit then, right? I I look for everything. Okay, yeah. So I take my time because I understand that if I can find all the collectible stuff on the first playthrough or the majority of it, um, then when I go back and have to replay the game, I just have to go far enough that I can get all the things to, you know, max out all the equipment and learn all the things or whatever. And then I'm done and I don't have to play a full playthrough. So that's kind of my goal now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nice. Okay. Well, on our Discord, we are definitely talking about that, The Last of Us 2, for sure. I'm avoiding it like the plague because, like Spencer, I have not finished it yet. Uh, but we're also talking dad jokes, sharing real life together, praying for each other. Uh, check out the link in the show notes or on our Twitter, where you can connect with us at the GMG Podcast. And then last but not least, feel free to rate us and review us on podcast services of your choice. Somehow it helps us reach a wider audience or gives much-needed feedback to get better and keep doing what we do. We are currently sitting pretty at 38 reviews, but if we can reach 50 reviews by episode 100, all four of us will do something crazy. I will shave my beard. Whoa. Yeah, baby. I was going to say, which we will update you on later, but apparently Patrick (laughs) is going to shave his beard. On episode 100. I'm going to shave it. Sweet. I will not (laughs) shave my beard. Go smash that review button (laughs) right now. Smash it. I will uh, not be doing that. <laughs> come on, let's see it. But yeah, so pretty much it's going to get crazy if we can reach 50 reviews by episode 100. It gives you a few weeks, a couple weeks. Um, but what yeah, are we at, jump 37, on there. 37, something like that? No, we're at 38. Thanks for listening. 38, 38. Mark. 38. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> he literally just said 38. But yes. If you could just give us some stars, five preferably, write a nice but honest review. It would really help out a lot. So Listen, I'm not running at 100%. You need to leave me alone. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> you were Do you ever? Unfold. <laughs> okay, more maybe details I'm not even running at like 93%. You know, you know what would really help right now, Mark? Some Dunkin' Donuts coffee, man. Yeah, that's a yeah, great man. idea. Yeah, sure. You, you should get some. You should get some Dunkin' yeah. Donuts coffee. We can pause. <laughs> Just go get it. We'll pause right now. America we'll runs on Dunkin', and Mark, so can you. Oh, I do. All right, I do. So, <laughs> literally, since we're already off the rails. Let's jump into what's new news with you guys. What's been going on? We are gonna lead it in a little differently this time around, and uh, try to share our updates from this kind of context what has god or life been teaching you over the past week that uh you just i don't know whether it's something that's been happening something you've been going through what's uh what have you been learning in the past week through life we're gonna start with patrick oh no because he's looking ready. Nah. <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah so um this quarantine has brought our family a little closer together so we've been doing a lot of things more with the family. So uh, it's it's teaching me that, uh, you know, family is most important. And, you know, like we have a lot of devices and vices uh, that keeps us away from family. So one of the things that, uh, that my daughter and I did today, we had a daddy-daughter day. Nice. And uh, we... We got together and we she she put makeup on me. She painted my nails. Ooh. I don't know if you can see this, but I got some oh, yeah. fingernails right now. Yeah, and I was like, what? "No, he's are they? 
Um, no, I'm just gonna leave it alone. <laughs> life choices, Mark. Life choices. Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll like, leave it alone. <laughs> mo- moments, moments like this, you know, like it's it's uh, a blessing in disguise because this, this quarantine really uh, hasn't affected w- uh, us as a family. Uh, you know, I still have a job. You know, the the kids were able to go to school from home, and my wife is you know a stay at home mom, so it really didn't affect her um, uh, too much. So, uh, so yeah, it's been really nice. And that's, that's, that's kind of what I've learned, uh, this past week. I'm also on vacation this week, so, uh, I am not working. So I have a lot more time. Uh, so I'm devoting a lot of my day, uh, with the kids. Uh, so, and then at night playing the games, obviously, but yeah, I'm not playing games during the day, um, this week, which is, which is kind of difficult for me. Uh, cause I love play just getting in a couple levels here and there. Uh, but this week I made it a, made it a point to not play games during the day just so I could be with the kids because you can't get those, those days back. You can't get that time back. So nope, might as well that ti- that take advantage will of it. That time gone and yeah. Yeah, I got to take advantage of it. Yeah. For sure. How about you, Mark? So this past week, I mean, it hasn't been too crazy in terms of, of things going on. It's been very status quo, but the one thing that – I think has been a little bit of a struggle is um, me doubting myself and and being down on myself mm. um, and you know second guessing my my abilities, which obviously you know God has given me those those abilities. Um, he's the one that's provided, but um, there are things that have happened that have really made me sort of just kind of like am i really good at this is this something that i that i really you know am am strong with it's just it's just made me doubt my own abilities and and so thankfully you know i i realized like no that that's a lie and plus i'm i mean i'm human i'm a human being i'm not perfect there's only one person who was um yeah and um, I have to realize those are all, all of those things are just attacks and, and I just need to do the best I can with what I have been given. So, um, that's really the thing that's, that I've been learning in this past week is, is, is rising above those, those doubts, um, in in myself because i tend to be my own worst critic a lot of times Mm. um so that's been that's been the biggest thing um in in my job you know being a a worship and a youth leader at church and and you know in my abilities as in my nine to five job and even in my abilities as a husband um you know i can i can only be you know, the best person I can be and I'm still going to make mistakes and I'm still not going to be perfect. So I just have to trust God and rise above those things. So, yeah. Well, to bring it on a positive note, your apex skills were top notch <laughs> this past week. Yeah, they were. I saw that video. Every every so often they, they come out a little bit. So much better than mine. So much better than mine. Well, you know, you know what would fix that? 
me being better at the game? Yes. Well, well right. also you practice playing. makes perfect. <laughs> we miss you on Apex. I I think I think I can honestly say that practice makes perfect works if you actually get better at something. Yep. Otherwise, yeah. you're just practicing with uh with futility. Yeah. Which is how I felt about Apex. Okay. I loved that. I loved that game, and I loved playing with all of you. It was so much fun. I never felt that my uh, skill level ever really improved, and I felt like I was like, I'm a good third wheel. I can help out here and there, but I'm not pulling us across the finish line anytime. Yeah, well, Spencer, I, I know exactly you how you feel. That is, uh, that's how I felt actually taking a step back all the way back in Halo, which is probably the last time that I played a multiplayer like for a long Ooh, time yeah, with yeah. a bunch of guys back in college. And I never got better. The only thing I was good at is use it was using the pistol as a sniper, like as a as a sniper weapon. Yep. That was it. I never got better. Back in the at day, anything. Back in the day, you could do that in Halo. You could. It was awesome. Yeah. But that's all I could do. So I totally understand your <laughs> your getting better at being bad at the game. Yep. I respect it. I respect it. But yeah, yeah, we had a pretty pretty good week in in Apex for sure. Yeah, that's you save the day. Don't be. Don't be downplaying yep. it, man. I oh watched the gosh. video. It was on our <laughs> yeah. YouTube channel. I went down. It was two I was looking left. around at the YouTube channel and trying hmm. to like, you know, move around some stuff and I saw this video with a bunch of numbers. It was like Apex Legends 0572270011111. I'm like, what is this? I clicked on it and watched it and it was Patrick and Mark doing a a match. Patrick gets killed and then it's just Mark against two dudes and Mark you owned them. I was like, yeah, baby. And uh, you guys pulled out that win. You guys had a hot night that night, didn't you? We did. We played, yeah. I think, six games. We won three of them. We got second place twice and fourth wow. place once. We were on fire that night. Yeah, you were. Usually we, usually we play like 15 to 20 games because we die quickly. Yep. Uh, but that, that night we only played six games. And uh, it was a really, really good night. Yep, and then it went downhill from there. But, you know, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's always hills and valleys. Yeah, yep. yeah. it's, I mean, typically for, for us, like, if we get maybe a win or two a night, that's, like, bare minimum, like, okay, it's it's a good night. Um, and even the nights where you walk away and you're just, you just don't get a win at all and, and everything's been frustrating, um, it's still it's still fun, and obviously we come back the next night and, and torture ourselves again. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, but I mean, it's still a lot of it's still a lot of fun. But yeah. what I am looking forward to, because pretty much all I played in the past week is Apex, obviously. But I am looking forward to Ghost of Tsushima coming out on Friday. Oh yes, because uh, that looks amazing, and reviews on it look amazing as well. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. But that's been pretty much, pretty much my week. Very very status quo. Cool, man. Well, I'm glad to hear it. That uh, you know, and we all have those times when we have doubts, and the difference is that you're not alone, brother. I know it feels like you're alone sometimes, and that those doubts can plague you. But uh, greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. And uh, Christ has given you strength, and we're we're right there behind you, man. You uh, you got it. Uh, Spencer, how about you? Yeah, man? yeah. What Lucas just said. Me too. Amen. Thumbs up. <laughs> now the joiners can't see your thumbs, but don't say double thumbs up and then not give them. 
I uh, oh, it was too low. Sorry, my my camera oh, okay. was a little higher. You got to milk that cow. Just get it out there. Yeah. All right. Double so, thumbs up. You've never seen that where you turn your thumbs upside down and then you you milk the cow. I I don't know this Brazilian thing of which you speak. No. I'm from West Virginia. That's where it originated. Well, that's even worse. No, <laughs> yeah, it is really even worse. You were right about that. All right, so Spencer, oh. what's uh, what's life? What's God been teaching you through your your journeys and gaming and whatever else you've been up to this week? Well, I don't know that God ever speaks to me through gaming per se, um, but this but this week I'll, I'll kind of go back and, and circle back to the whole soundbar ripping off the wall incident. That's a good one. I was. I mean, I was frustrated, obviously, because I knew I was going to have to, you know, fix this. But I was also angry because I had just I just had a conversation with the boys about, like, you know, being cooped up and having so much energy and trying to get them earlier in the day to go out on the trampoline and run around in the yard and this and that, you know, try to burn some of that off. Boys will be boys, right? Uh-huh. And and I had this moment as I was kind of rehanging the the sound bar where I was thinking like, okay, how do I want to handle this? Cause when it happened, I immediately looked at him and said, both of you go to your rooms. You're both in timeout. I don't want to hear or see from you for the next 10 minutes. Go. And they did not complain. They did not whine, which is very unusual. I think they saw, you know, hell fire or brimstone in my eyes. At that That's moment. all your vein kind of pop out I mean, on it the, just, yes. the right side of your so, head. So, but uh, they're upstairs and my wife says, what do you want me to do? And I said, honestly, they still need a shower. Can you just go get them in the shower and get them into their pajamas? They're going to go to bed early. Dude, and, you missed a perfect chance to just hose them down. Just like spray uh, them down, I, pressure I, I wash them. Really so, bring but, the pain. The, the point, the point though, that I'll, that I'll eventually get to, cause I do this, uh, is that I was, I was taking this moment. It took me about 45 minutes to get this thing fixed and back up and adjusted and whatnot. But during that time, I had a moment where I just went, okay, I can handle this one of two ways. I can go upstairs and I can just be angry still, or I can take a big, deep breath. I can swallow my anger And I can look at this as how can I use this incident? Because the boys know they're in trouble. How can I use this incident to try to teach a lesson to them? How can I, how can I prevent this from happening again? You know, at least, you know, try to help it. And I went upstairs and they, they knew they were in trouble. They both came over and immediately said they were sorry. They had showers and were in pajamas. And I said, that's okay. Hop up on your beds. Uh, before we do prayers and sing songs, I want to talk with you. And I spent the next 10 minutes having a conversation with them. Granted, remember, they're seven and six. Uh-huh. So I had to kind of keep it to their level about the fact that everything in our house costs money. Every Our house costs money. The food we eat, the clothes we wear all cost money. And their mother and I have to work really, really hard to earn that money in order to provide for them. And that we happily do that. But that it's still that's our hard work. And if they don't take if they don't take that seriously and they don't respect our things and respect our our hard work and effort, then that's just insulting to us because we're trying to provide them with the best things we possibly can. Mm, And 
and they kind of, you know, they, they're, they're six and seven. They sat there and I said, do you understand that everything you're, the blankets you're on right now, the bed you're on right now, it costs me money. And Charlie kind of looked at me, he's my oldest. And he said, well, dad, you know, did you, did you make just one big payment for the house? Like, did you just give them one big check and now we own the house? And I said, no, I have to send them a check every month. And I have to continue to pay. And when you break things in the house, I have to go to the hardware store and get things to fix it, which still costs me even more money. And I said, I want you to understand that everything we have is off the sweat of our brow, off the hard work of our shoulders. I said, and that we do happily, but we have to respect that. And it was this just wonderful moment because I under I, I understood that they understood, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They yeah. they I could tell that they were getting it. And I literally, after I walked away from that, I felt better because I took a moment to just calm down and say, how do I need to approach this? How do I need to be a better husband and father in this moment? And not just fly off the handle because they're never gonna learn anything. And so for me, it was this thing. It was a, an hour-long kind of escapade on Monday night, literally right before I needed to start recording my podcast. But it was also a moment where I got to remember my purpose in being here right now is not to do all the fun little things that I do. It's not the Twitch streaming. It's not the podcast. It's not playing video games. It's not listening to music or whatever. The reason I'm here right now is to try to raise these boys to be responsible men when they get older. And I need to remember that and try to keep that in my forethought that everything that I do, every interaction I should have with them should be helping progress them towards the point of being responsible adults. Now, they're six and seven. Who knows what will really happen? I'm probably going to fail, and that's okay, but I'm going to try my hardest and I'm going to use everything I have inside of me to try to get them across that finish line and then let them take it from there. So that was kind of my, the kind of the thing that I, I really kind of took from this week so far. That's awesome, man. And for sure, you have a higher level of patience and God definitely used that moment better for you than he's, than I've done in the past because... <laughs> Let me tell you, I remember the first time, like when my son was first pulling himself up and able to like, you know, grab like the entertainment unit. And I remember him pulling himself up when he was like, I don't know, six months old or seven months old. He was a big kid. So it took him a little longer to get there. But I remember him taking his fat chubby palm and just started slapping the screen of of our (laughs) big screen TV. I was like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? And like, there was a split second where I like, I started to lose it. And I'm like, okay, he's seven months old. Right, exactly. And then I'm pretty sure like a couple years later, I caught him with a, like a micro machine car, a Hot Wheels car. And he was driving it on the surface of the screen of the TV. (laughs) And again, I had a flashback. And I like grabbed that car and I was like, you are not playing with the car the rest of the day. Get away from the dog. A year (laughs) earlier, Lucas, a year earlier, my boys were playing with lightsabers and they were slashing the lightsabers across the TV. Oh, that stresses me out. I did not, I did not, 
I did not respond the way I responded this week a year ago when yeah. that happened. It was immediate screaming, what are you doing? Get away from my television. Stop that. And, you know, and then I spent like the next, like, you know, four hours trying to buff out the scratches that they put on oh, the God. screen mm. because, you know, I was like, I- I'm not a, I'm not a rich man. I'm not going down and buying a new television for right. a few scratches. I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to buff it up. I'm going to make it look as good as I can and we'll move on. But like that, no, oh no, 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 no. That was not a, I was calm, cool and collected moment. That was a, if I see you in my sight, I'm taking my shoe off and throwing it at you type of moment. Yeah, that's really Which good. I didn't so really do, which I didn't really me. do. Oh, <laughs> yeah, not at all. So, sorry, Mark. Just so you know, so don't break your stuff. <laughs> I had, I had an experience uh, just two, two days ago. Uh, maybe it's three days ago. Uh, Clark wanted to take his Kindle outside, and I'm like, "No, buddy, you can't take it outside. You know, you're it doesn't have a case. You're gonna drop it. If you drop it, it's gonna break. So let's not take it outside." And he was making a big old stink about it. So my wife was like, "Just go ahead, just take it outside." So I was like, oh no, okay, whatever. Uh, and uh, about 45 minutes later, you know, it comes to be bedtime, and I I go out, and I'm gonna. You know, I'm just walking over to the neighbor's house and, you know, he sees me and he's all excited, you know, just uh, running over. I guess he was going to tell me something. And as he's running over to me, he trips over his own feet. He has the Kindle in his hands and he falls like knuckle first on the uh, on the ground. And he's he's his knuckles are like a little bloody because he had fallen like full force on his knuckles. Uh, And then he just looks up at me. And I'm like, oh, you're okay, buddy. Let me take a look. And so I grab the Kindle out of his hands and I turn it over and the screen is cracked, shattered. And I look at it and then I show it to him and he starts crying. Not because his knuckles are bloody because he just ruined his Kindle. Because, you know, that's, I told him, you know, you take it outside without a case. It's going to happen. So, you know, like I didn't get mad. I was, it was like, a, I told you so moment. And uh, so we brought it in. I took the memory card out of it and I threw it in the garbage and he lost it. Absolutely lost it because it was the Kindle. It, it wasn't like just one tall, one small scratch. I mean, it was a spider, spider yeah. break. And I tried to use it and it was like, part of it was like raised a little bit so you could cut yourself on it. Mm. So I was like, well, nope. this is going to go in the garbage. Yeah. And then, so we put him to bed and he's, hyperventilating impossible for him to go to bed because uh, he's his kindle that's how he watches you know the youtube and the disney plus and whatever he plays a crossy road or some other games he's got minecraft on it he plays that too so he was more sad that he wasn't able to play minecraft than anything else um so but you know it was i told you so moment so that he yep. probably won't he probably won't take it outside anymore uh now that he knows that that can happen uh, you should have kept it make that his outside kindle well, you know, it's, po- it's impossible. It's like, here, take your outside Kindle. Yeah. Make sure you wear gloves when you use this. Oh, that's right. It had the, gonna... the glass. <laughs> Never yeah. mind. I don't but, want your son to bleed anymore. But his birthday is coming up. So he's going to get a replacement for his Kindle. And I'm, I'm, it's like, because we have we got some small things. We haven't really got him something big. Uh, so this would be his big thing, and he was going to be pretty pumped. We've already gotten it. It ca- came yesterday. Um, but, yeah, like I, I did not respond like with, with fury. It was more like, <sighs> idiot. I told you not to. But <laughs> You know, Patrick, this is a great learning lesson for Clark and for you. 
spend $15 and get one of them cases so they can't break it when they drop it, man. He does have a case. There was, he, he did oh, have a case. He took it out? He, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he, he's, he's on his own then. No, no sympathy. He's got nothing. Sorry, Clark, man. Sorry. I tried, Clark. I tried. <laughs> Didn't work. I tried to put it on your old man's shoulders, but nope, nope. You're on your own. I'm going to play this podcast back for him in like 10 years. Like, this, <laughs> right. this is right, right. here. <laughs> See, even Spencer agrees with me. You were at fault. Danny, who's Spencer? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember? He's that guy we went to Disney World with. Oh, right. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, for me, God has definitely been teaching me a whole bunch of patience and a little bit of perspective. Um, which is ironic given Spencer's story and then Patrick's story. Both of those stories, I definitely would have lost my cool. I think now, after my kids are 10 and 7 years old, my daughter's 10, my son's 7, and I've gotten a lot better at like stopping and like, okay, wait, wait, hold, you know, that kind of thing where it's just like, it's all there. <laughs> you just got to hold, you just got to wait, wait, it's going to get, it's going to go down. And for the most part, I'm good. Um, but I've definitely been tested this week. Um, and, and God was preparing me. Like I started, I have a devotional book that I go through that every week it has a theme. It has like a title and, and below is like scriptures and readings and stuff. And this one just said patience. That's all it said, patience. And I'm like, Oh great, here we go. Cause you know that as soon as you read something in the Bible, as soon as you're starting to learn a lesson, God's going to be like, all right, time to apply what you've learned. And <laughs> It's not always very fun, uh, but uh, that's that's what's been going on in, in that area. So in the realm of streaming, uh, Spencer talked about his one-year anniversary. I'm coming up on a consistent one-month anniversary hey. here in probably a few days. Happy uh, month anniversary. Happy month anniversary. Yeah, happy. It's like, it's like you know, <laughs> back in your... Happy month anniversary. Back, back when you quote-unquote dated or had steady girlfriends back in yep. uh, middle school and high school and you celebrated your one month, two month, three month. I'm in that lame stage of, hey, one month, woo. <laughs> my, my girlfriend and I just hit our one month. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, good, great. Gotta start somewhere. Yeah, you do, you do gotta start somewhere. Just, Lucas, wait, 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 what, what? Uh, just, I was just gonna roll with it. I was like, yeah. Happily cool, married man. for 11 years, no girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, I will play this back since, to your uh, wife from ten years from now. Like, hey, sadly, there, there were some, there were some signs. Yeah, s- sadly, that joke will not surprise her. <laughs> not even the slightest. Uh, but yeah, so I've been reminded of how much patience is important to streaming because there are times when it can be very lonely, especially for me, because I usually Twitch stream between the hours of seven and nine o'clock in the morning which is six to eight o'clock Eastern daylight time. And so most of my American friends are asleep, but I have had the chance to connect with some European listeners, which have been cool. Uh, I've connected with Prime out of Scotland and uh, chatted with him. That's stupidly epic for those that don't know the Prime name because apparently I didn't discover it till he joined our Discord that he also went by Prime. Uh, it's funny, he joined our Discord, and I was like, who's this Prime guy? I just invited Stupidly Epic. Where is he? Why did he not join Prime <laughs> yet? Or not join Discord yet, and it was Prime. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing the streaming, and sometimes it's been a little lonely, been a little tough, but 
But Prime's joined me. Hoffa in Portugal, he's joined me as I've been playing Dead Cells, been working my way through XCOM 2 still. Uh, side, side, uh, side note, Mark has a really stellar Spider-Man outfit right now. Not outfit, more like a suit that has a grappling hook so he can snipe people from roofs. It's pretty cool. Nice. I'm digging it. Yeah. And then Patrick has an exoscoot. Scoot? No. An exoscooter. No, that's not what he has. An exosuit. <laughs> scooters? Sweet. I know about scooters. Yeah, I know. That's, that, I'd give that to you. I have one. I'd give you the, the scooter. But no, you have an exosuit right now, which pretty much makes you a walking tank. And then you have a plethora of like grenades and exploding devices, rocket launchers. So you just pretty much blow everything Beautiful. up. It, it pretty much fits you to a T. So it's good stuff. Nice. Um, and then Dead Cells, of course. But besides those things, uh, I think I already mentioned Dead Cells, which I have for the past eight weeks. So it's not a big deal at this point. It's like white noise. Hey, uh, Mark, what game is he playing right now? He's playing Dead Cells. Okay, just want to make sure you're still awake. Exactly. Yep, I'm here. Perfect. He's still <laughs> listening. Uh, 38. But, 38 reviews. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, 38. <laughs> yes, 38. <laughs> uh, not 39. Uh, so one thing that was kind of a payoff of the patience of having multiple days of sometimes it was just me, sometimes it was just me and Prime talking together is I met a kid a 14-year-old kid by the name of Rasmus. He's from Denmark, and he was chatting with me while I was playing Dead Cells, and then all of a sudden he's like, hey, can we party up and chat audio? And I don't know if you guys have had this happen on a stream before, but I have not. And at first I was like, I don't, I don't, know, how to, <laughs> I don't know how to respond to this. But something <laughs> told me that I just needed to say yes, and so I did. And you know, I pretty much was like, hey, man, if you can keep it clean, we can we can chat if you can you know we don't want to talk about this that and the other no shenanigans on the stream because I've had I've been burnt in the past by people jumping on a stream and then writing yeah. like racist stuff mm. or yeah. vulgar things and uh, so he gets on the chat and we start talking and we start talking about everything from dead cells to gaming to life death family faith uh, you know. Uh, we, we talked about all kinds of stuff and he was asking me questions about Christianity, asking me questions about, you know, the doubt, sharing his doubts about, uh, God sharing his doubts about the church, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I was like, wow, that was awesome. It was like a 45 minute, an hour discussion. And it was just really incredible. And it just made me kind of just step back and be like, this is one of the things that is really cool about streaming. Be able to connect. I would never be able to connect with someone in Denmark randomly in any other context, but somehow in streaming, this guy jumps on and is just like, Hey, let's chat. And all of a sudden we're talking about faith and stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, that's, cool that's cool. Nice. Yeah. I've had a couple moments where I've had some like real personal interactions with people while I've been streaming and it's, it's different than if you were just like normally playing some game, right? Because you're trying to keep your chat exciting and you're trying to be personable right. and entertaining, right? That way if people jump in, but at the same time, like you have an opportunity to have like a real conversation with someone. And sometimes you just don't know if you're going to be the person that says the thing that they need to hear. Not that necessarily, yeah. you know, you're doing anything right, but just, your life experience, the way you're going to look at the world, respond to things, may be the way they need to hear it at that moment and can make an, a profound impact upon them. And so that's awesome that you had that opportunity. Yeah, Absolutely. It, was, 
it was it was incredible um and and definitely a surprise uh another surprise that i had and again uh something that stretched my patience was uh my adventures with my kids in minecraft now i think spencer do you play minecraft with your kids or do uh, well, your kids just play it i know your kids play my, it because i remember you talking kids, about it on yes on your my podcast. kids play it I Google things and then try to help them out uh, from their, you know, shenanigans they get into. Nice. This whole, they created this netherworld portal that I helped them create. And then they created (laughs) a netherworld portal inside the netherworld. And then they couldn't get back to the original portal. It took me like an hour of Google searching and figuring this thing out to get them back to the normal top side of the world. So I don't play Minecraft. I don't understand Minecraft. Jackson, my six-year-old, though, is becoming quite the little Minecraft expert and figuring things out and showing his older brother, Charlie, which is good because I, I'm i not going to knock it for those that are into it. It's just not my thing, though, and I do not want to... Listen, I only have so much brain power, and I'm getting older, and it's going fast. I don't want to put a lot into that category of things. Yep. I got all sorts of other silly stuff I need to pay attention to. Uh-huh. Yeah, man, I totally get it. And I've had sometimes I've had that similar experience where I've been with my kids and I have to all of a sudden go into support mode because they yeah. just totally get themselves lost. They've turned themselves upside down. Like I've I've been telling stories for the past. I feel like it's been the past two months just because we've been playing so much Minecraft. Like that's one thing I like about it is you with your kids. If you play it with your kids enough, you get these stories and these adventures that you go on. And it's, it's hilarious. Like my kid, you know, last week I talked about how my kids pretty much sabotage each other. My daughter ended up, you know, tricking my son into killing himself and then karma bit her in the butt and she got killed in the nether realm trying to dig up too much stuff and falling in lava. It was just like, Hey, that's what you get for for tricking your (laughs) brother into killing himself. And, uh, it's crazy. And my kids are like addicted, like they are head over heels it's what they live, eat, and breathe. Like at the dinner table, you look at them, the first thing out of their mouth is, I have 50 iron ingots. And that's the only ingots. context they give. Yeah. They're just like, they're like, hey, mom, I went to the nether. And she's like, where is the nether? So like they give her no context whatsoever. Right. So I've, I've been trying to teach my son like, okay. Is this son, something I need to, to be worried about? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah. So it's like I've, I was teaching my son this week. Hey, buddy, you need to like start with either sharing, uh, uh, you know, a compliment to mommy and then, you know, warning her that you're going to talk about Minecraft. Don't just say what you have in Minecraft. It doesn't make any sense in the real world. You need to so, sandwich it. So that conversation is going to go like this. Mommy, you look really beautiful. By the way, I've got 17 iron ore and 76 clay. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I said you look beautiful first. Dad said that's what I had to say. That's right. right? That's how it's, it's going to As long as she just hears the, the compliment, we're good. Uh, but yeah, so, and, and for the most part, that's been really fun until this past week uh, where I would guess I would say the slime... The, the metaphorical slime hit the fan and uh, my kids got grounded from Minecraft. <gasps> oh my. So we were, we've, we've been, this Minecraft adventure all started because we wanted to build my in-laws house because they sold it last year. My kids were feeling nostalgic at the beginning of this year and I was like, hey, why don't we build it in Minecraft? 
So we've been building it. We've got the whole outside structure done. And now we're to the interior decorating. And let me tell you, Minecraft was not made for interior decorating. Either it doesn't <laughs> exist or it is ugly. And yet somehow my daughter has figured out by Googling, as Spencer is good at doing, by Googling things over and over and over again. She's made a refrigerator. Now, it doesn't look exactly like a refrigerator, but if you click on it to use it, food pops out of it. It's really cool. Uh, she's made couches, uh, love seats. Uh, she's made all kinds of stuff. And in all this Googling every day, she has become, she has gone from a Padawan learner to a master. On the other hand, I have not become a master. In fact, I realized my expert level stopped at just building the structure. Once we got inside, I'm like, Tasha, what do I do next? And at some point, the tables turned where before when she first started playing Minecraft, she would be like staring in the air, spinning around. And I'm like, go look that, give me the controller. Instead, this past week, she was yelling at me to give her the controller. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is happening? (laughs) And so all of a sudden she's getting frustrated with me. She's getting frustrated with James because he keeps falling into holes that she's made because she's booby trapping (laughs) us. Traps. Yeah. And she, she gets mean when she gets frustrated. And it got to the point where Mindy's like, if you don't take care of this, I'm taking it away. Like, I'm taking away the game if you don't, <laughs> guys, don't get your act together. Because, like, all three of us were kind of, like, bickering amongst ourselves. So, on Saturday, uh, she just, it was the last straw. And I was like, uh, you're grounded on Monday. In fact, we're all three grounded on Monday. And none of us played Minecraft on Monday. And then, on Tuesday, uh, she got to sit with us and watch us play Minecraft for a little bit so that, you know, she could talk us through it and she did pretty good. Then on Wednesday, she got to watch her brother one more time and she didn't quite make it <laughs> because all of a sudden I hear, Tasha, quit yelling at me. Well, James, if you would listen, blah, blah, and they would just yell at each other, yell at each other. And so they lost the chance yet again today. We're going to try again on Friday, but woo, it got dramatic and again Mm. patience has been tested the limits have been tested so god's a teaching not just me but my whole family patience that's for sure you know my dad always used to say uh you know getting back to my dead father thanks mark um but getting back to my uh what my father used to say he said that oh man of course yes (laughs) why not like I'm not going to let Mark forget this either. Man, I wish this was a visual uh, podcast that people could watch so they could see Mark's face in his hands right now. But, but my, my dad always used to said, always used to say, he says, if you want to learn patience, pray for patience. Yeah. Because, boy, the Lord's going to put something in your path that's going to try your patience. Yeah, he is. And I, and I kind of feel like I pray for patience way too often. And so either, A, I need to stop praying for patience or B, I need to learn the lesson, maybe, but uh, we'll figure it out. Me and my yeah. dead dad will figure it out together, Mark. Yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are no words. There, there are no words. <sighs> there are no words. I'm just going to retire from that podcasting now. <laughs> what was that? I said I think I'm just going to retire from podcasting now. Nope, you're not allowed. <laughs> not no, allowed. We have 100 okay. to do. Yeah, and then we have 100 after more after retire. that. After 100, and <laughs> after we get 12 more reviews on iTunes. That's right. So uh, we're gonna shave Patrick's beard and your beard, Mark. 
Yep. Nope. Nope. That yep. was not yep. part yep. of the deal. Uh, uh, that's what I heard. It's joiners. Joiners. Anyone else hear that? They, they all agree with me. They heard yep, it too. They do. Yep. Yep. Joiners and super friends. I hear a couple yep. of them. They agree. Uh, the super friends are blowing up my Twitter right now about it, Mark. You will not get me to sign anything. I won't it's do it. Beard shaving time. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. Are there any other updates, last minute updates before we uh, seamlessly transition into anything? Not me. Uh, yeah. There we go. There it is. I had a feeling there was one more thing. Uh, yeah. So okay, Steve Jobs. <laughs> one, one more thing. More thing. So yeah, this past week I have been playing a ton of games. Uh, I beat Uncharted. At night. Uh, one. Not during I the pla- day. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, I stay up till two, three in the morning. Yeah, you to do. To get my gaming in. Yeah, the kids go to bed. That means I can play for more. Uh, but yeah, sleep. I don't get any sleep uh, because gaming is life. Uh, but yeah, I beat Uncharted one and platinum that, uh, which was awesome. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons, my uh, my son and I finally beat that. Yeah, uh, I'll give more. I'll give more of an update on that on that next week because I I know that uh, Ronnie was close to beating it, so I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. that he's beaten it uh, by now. So I want to get his thoughts on that. So For sure. we'll talk a little bit about that next week. Um, and then uh, I played Iron Man VR. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Nice. So I've been looking forward to this game ever since they announced it. Um, and also after the demo, like I was blown away at the demo. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, you know, like you were flying, flying around, it's, it, you have to use like the move controllers. You can't use like a regular dual shot controller. You have to have the move controllers. So the move controllers, uh, control the, the limbs. Uh, so the right move controller controls the right hand and so forth. Um, but what's cool about this game is a lot of, a lot of VR games, um, when you are controlling a character, you only see their hands. And it's like, it's very independent from your body. The way Iron Man VR was, is you see your entire arm. So when you're, when you're pushing out the arm to blast someone with your pulsers or whatever, you see the entire arm, you see the hand, and you see the blaster. It felt like you were more, um, I guess, part of Iron Man or you were Iron Man. So uh, that was really cool to me. Um, this the game starts out uh, with a tutorial. You're flying around his Malibu residence, and uh, you know you get introduced to Pepper Potts, uh, some uh, one of his other AIs like Friday, and I think Gunsmith. I'm not sure if Gunsmith is a part of the comic book lore or or what, but uh, I don't know if he's new. But he was also another another character, part of an AI, um, and. You're just flying around and you're, you're you're learning your your powers and what's cool about this is you don't just have those powers uh as you go through levels and you level up you can get grenades you can get a, a unibeam uh that comes out of your chest uh you can get all types of things augments and skills uh for uh for your i guess mark mark one or whatever it is um mark two i don't i don't really don't know what mark it was <laughs> with this one uh but uh but yeah so i was playing it uh for the first couple hours and basically for the first seven missions it was a, a glorified drone simulator because oh, okay. uh, you're just flying away, flying around and you are just battling drones and um there's a little bit of a story uh, here and there, uh, but r- it really got good. I think it might, might have been chapter eight where the villains uh, start coming into play um, more, where you're battling them. 
Um, and then, and then really in chapter 11, uh, is really where it all came together. Cause there's like 12 chapters. Uh, chapter 11 was when it really came together. Um, and Mark, you were talking about, you don't like games that don't have big boss battles at the end. That's like, yep. that's like something that you look forward to this game's final two boss battles were epic. Yeah, absolutely epic. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was awesome. So if you're, if you're looking to watch this, um, I don't know if there's YouTube videos out there for this. It was kind of weird because when I took off my headset, uh, the TV was in like, three different sections so hmm. it wasn't just a straight up 2d screen hmm. so it it, lo- it looked weird so um i don't know if there's youtube videos on it um how they would capture that but yeah uh, but yeah the the end boss was was awesome uh even the epilogue was awesome it was really it was really cool um i think because because the story really didn't come together until over halfway through i wasn't really interested in the story um, I give this pretty much a solid seven out of 10. Um, it was, it was really cool. Like some of the details in this game, like you're, you're going around the Malibu house, uh, his home and you can answer phones. You can play basketball. Some mini games were in there. Um, and it was, it was, it was cool in that sense. Uh, but the, there's too many drone battles, absolutely too many drone battles. Mm. Um, I got kind of tired of those. Uh, but once we got to the boss battles and the boss chases and things like that, and just flying around um, independently, like when you're when you have both move controllers, they can control you know, how how fast you go, uh, where you can go forward, and and when you're using your thrusters and you look at a certain point, that's where you're gonna fly. So it's uh, it was there were times when I was all the way turned around in my room. I'm facing away from my TV uh, because it doesn't it doesn't necessarily make you have to look at your TV um, because in VR games there are times when you want when you can turn corners like by a button it does like a 45 or a 90 degree turn so it doesn't mess with your head too much um, so, but I didn't use those too much I actually followed the drones and I was just spinning around in my room like crazy. <laughs> The, uh, in, in the, uh, in the headset, there is like a little, um, exclamation point when it tells you that you need to turn around because you may get caught up in your cord, uh, because you're turning around too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so that came up every once in a while. And also it says it's, you play better. It's better if you played with your headset, uh, which I didn't like because I didn't know if I was facing towards the screen or not. Cause there were times when I was actually wrapped around my my uh, my cord, so I would just un- unwrap myself. Um, but yeah, there's there's nothing like every every mission starts with you putting on your head, uh, put on your helmet, and it's it, it's so cool. You f- totally feel like Iron Man. Um, but the I would say I would say that the drone battles were bad, and the loading was super super bad. So Lucas, imagine having to start up division two and load into the world. How long does that take? I hate it already. It's it, it takes, <laughs> it takes forever. It takes a couple it minutes stuck on 9% like it does in division. No, two. it actually, it actually goes, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but every, every loading into a mission is like and loading out of a mission oh, is like that. And it took is... me away, took me out of the game Gross. and I got tired 
uh, of just standing there for yeah. two minutes waiting for something to happen. Um, so there were times where I would just sit down and wait or take my headset off and get on my phone and do wow, something is that else long? while I'm yeah. waiting for it. I can't yeah, imagine was... with the headset, like taking it off and on. Like with XCOM 2, it's a really long load time, but I just look at my phone or I well, chat when with, I take, when I'm I... chatting with someone on the you know the stream and whatever, but it's not a big deal. When I say I take my headset off, I just pull it up and put it on my forehead because it was just... This is so long, and I don't know why it Where was it just so like long. A hat. It, 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 it kind of made me like want PS5 to be here where the yeah, loading so no screens load times. are going to be, yeah. you know, like that. Uh, but That's but yeah, it was, it, it was a really fun game. Uh, I finished it because uh, I'm getting ready to, for Ghost of Tsushima. Um, yep. But yeah, I finished it, and I'll probably go back and, and platinum it. I got to finish it on the highest difficulty. Um, I finished it on Super Heroic, which is like the second difficulty. That's and like then three BC or four BC. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then I, I have to play it on five BC. Yeah, uh, that's the next to, one to 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 do it. Uh, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to have to go through all those drone missions again uh, to do it. Yeah. So I'm kind of toying with that. That reminds uh, me but, of like the Batmobile missions from Arkham Knight. Those things were disgusting. Oh uh, yeah, it sounds just like that. It was those pointless and. But uh, now, would you yeah. say it's must buy? Even though it's seven out of ten, I'm guessing mm. that's more of a like overall grade for the game itself. But would you say for VR helmet owners, hat owners, would it be a must buy? Um, or a must game? I don't know fly? what I don't know. I game flight it, and yeah. I don't know what the full price is. I think it's forty dollars. If it was twenty bucks, I would say yes. Go ahead and get it. It is well worth twenty bucks. Um, forty bucks. I'm not entirely sure. It's gotcha. what it's worth it. Definitely worth the rental. I mean, it's it's a short game. I think I beat. I think it took like eight hours to beat. Um, not bad, but uh, but make sure if you do play this game, make sure after you finish the game, there is one more mission uh, that you can go to um, in the globe. Select the mission. There's a new one. Make sure you do that. Is it the falafel cool. mission? <laughs> yeah, you eat a falafel. You're in v- VR, in VR eating some shawarma. shawarma. Yeah. <laughs> be perfect well i tell you what patrick you talk about this this iron man vr game so passionately you talk about these platinum trophies that you have been racking up like madness i have to say you're a big nerd like huge percent nerd which is perfect because that's our topic of the show That's right, folks. We are talking about nerdy culture, nerdy culture, nerd culture, which is appropriate because we have the founder and host of the Nurtress, Nurtress, Fortress of Nerditude. <laughs> that's, wow, yep, could I screw that it. up? Yep. Nurtress of Fortitude. The Nurtress of Fortitude. Yes. Hold on a second. I got to go change my Twitter handle right now. Yep. Switch and it up. done. It's perfect. Love it. But yeah. We we have a professional nerd with us in Spencer Stapleton, and obviously one in Patrick Novosel. Mark and I will try to keep up, but we want to talk about all best. things nerddom, nerd culture, past, present, and future. Uh, being a nerd wasn't always so cool as it is now, and no. we're going to get to that in a sec. But first, I want to talk about your beginnings as a nerd. When did you first get rumblings in your life, like the first beginnings of being a nerd maybe you didn't realize it at the time but when you look back 
where do you see the first signs that you were going to be a huge nerd like you are today? Let's start with I think, our guest. Oh. Gotcha, Pat. Yeah, Pat. Our guest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Spencer. care about what you think yet. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. Um, I'd like to defer to Pat and find out what uh, uh, yes. his first run uh, things were. Before you go ahead, go Spencer, first. you go ahead, he's Patrick. Going, he's letting me go ahead. <laughs> uh, I think it was around eighth grade for me. Uh, there was a, uh, there were a lot of my friends wanted to go out and do things, and I just wanted to stay in and play video games. Uh, and that's that's when I think I knew I was like, you know what, like I gotta get video game friends. Yeah, <laughs> I get, I, I, yeah. I gotta get another circle of because a lot of my friends were you know uh, jocks. We did a lot of sports, and and then but I all I, as much as I love sports, basketball, baseball, football. Uh, I also had this urge, this want uh, to play video games, uh, and I was—I've always been a Superman fan, you know, Batman fan. Uh, I at that time I had I had no idea what Marvel was, uh, as far as like the Iron Mans and the Guardian, the, the, all the new Marvel stuff out now. Um, no idea who they were, uh, but I knew that I loved video games, and I just start—I started to. Um, I guess curate or nurture or whatever you want to call it uh, a group of video game friends there you and go. we would have we would have you like curated friends that's an interesting uh, <laughs> wow. concept wow. I've never heard of curating friendship I grew my friends in a laboratory yes you stand there okay you wear this shirt my vocabulary is not the best <laughs> uh, but yeah I think it was and that was around 8th grade yeah okay cool Spencer, do you want Mark to go next? Uh, no. <laughs> or do you want no. to go ahead? Sure, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Um, it's it's kind of a, a dual combination. My father, Mark. Um, <laughs> my, my father. R.I.P. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. Uh, peace. Love you, Dad. Uh, so my my father was actually really kind of big and influential in in kind of my nerd. Uh, my nerd upbringing, as well as two older cousins that I had. So my dad was really into everything like science. And my, my dad was a scientist. He was a hydrogeologist. Uh, so he got a, a degree at university in a science. Wow. And he loved nice. astronomy. He would, you know, he built his own telescopes. He would take us out to look at the stars. And he really instilled in me like a love of space and NASA and space exploration. And then I had these older cousins. And one of my first earliest memories with them was on a Saturday morning. We we were in central Indiana. We were at their house and I got up first thing in the morning and they said, Hey, we have something we want you to come watch with us. I said, okay, sure. And you know, I'm maybe six, maybe seven, somewhere kind of right around there. And I came downstairs and they had a VHS tape, which they had rented uh, the VHS machine from the rental place. I know that a lot of people aren't going to understand what that is anymore, but they had rented it and they put in the 1978 Rankin and Bass Hobbit animated cartoon. Oh, yeah. And I watched Love that it. thing and my eyes were about as wide as you could get for a kid. And I just soaked that in and I went, I need more of this. And so from a real young age, like 
Lord of the Rings, Tolkien's work had been instilled in me and the love of space travel and NASA. And so, of course, things like Star Wars, Star Trek, my dad watched all of that. And so he would kind of sneak me up, uh, sneak me up, sneak me out of bed sometimes, let me stay up late to watch you know, Star Wars with him or watch uh, Star Trek with him when it was on television. And so I kind of started real, real, real young. And it was my older cousins and it was my dad that really kind of got me started on my journey. Nice. Mark? (laughs) I don't know if I want to talk anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll say something like, uh, you know, Oh yeah, you know, I remember my uncle and 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 oh yeah, my uncle's dead too. Yeah. Great. Awesome. I uh, <laughs> I, I I feel empathy for the loss of your uncle. I'm sorry that happened. Would you like to talk about it, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> Good night everybody. <laughs> uh okay. So, yeah, early rumblings of of nerddom. Um yep. Yeah, basically, like, I mean, my dad is a nerd. He was a huge Trekkie and Star Wars guy. Um, I remember he had all the OG um, Star Wars, I mean, Star Trek movies. Um, You know, like, uh, I can't even remember all the names of them. The Motion Picture, Wrath of Khan, Search for Spock, Voyage Home, Final Frontier, and Undiscovered Country, the original six. Yes. Okay, All good. of those. Yep. See, I'm Perfect. not a I am not a Trekkie. Like I, I I watched them with my dad, but that was never my thing per se. Um so but I would watch them with him. Um I definitely watched all the all the Star Wars movies. Know all the names of those. Got those. <laughs> um, um when I started to deviate a little bit from my dad's love of nerdy stuff was when I start to started to watch um, old reruns of Doctor Who on the Sci-Fi yeah. Channel, and yeah. I'm like six or seven years old, and watching those. Nice. Um, I I, I kind of sort of toted the line between, you know, okay, what's your normal like childhood cartoon habits that you like, and then I watched Doctor Who and stuff like that, which was never really a a kids television show per se. Um, but that's how it started out, though. Yeah, it started I mean, out that way. It started out that way. It's not that way anymore, sure. No. Um and and so yeah, I I cut my teeth on on the Tom Baker, the fourth doctor. Um that was always my thing watching on the sci fi channel and all that. Um but like anything and everything fantasy I was I was into. Um, you know, all there you the go superhero type stuff like i had tons and tons of comic books at six and seven years old anything from batman and superman to spider-man to even like the still popular but lesser known ones like spawn and stuff like that i i remember i had a a full omnibus of the original like eastman and laird teenage mutant ninja turtles which Mm -hmm. i was never really a turtles guy but i had that in my possession yeah totally. totally um but um yeah just collecting stuff in like that um obviously i was a huge power rangers fan when i was a kid um what when you were a kid yes and and still am 
Yeah. He's still the Red like, Ranger. What, what year was this again, Mark? <laughs> Last year. Uh, 2020. 2020. <laughs> uh, well, it started in 1993. Um, it just never went away. And that's the difference between childhood, you know, like being into something as a kid and being a nerd. Because it never went away, really. Um, yeah. Granted, I don't have every single Power Rangers thing known to man now, uh, like I did when I was a kid. But, um, you know, I still have an affinity for the show and still, you know, keep up with certain things. Um, Especially now that it is much more mainstream and accepting to do so. Uh, Whereas when I was, you know, uh, going from a kid to like middle school and high school where it wasn't so cool anymore dude um, you needed to you curate know. your friends like patrick and i did <laughs> every morning Very before true. going to before going to school my friends and i watched sports center and power rangers whichever had commercials we would go to the other show and we would just pop back and forth the 30 minutes before we had to walk to school curate mm. friendship buddy get them power ranger fans as friends yeah. too bad i'm learning that lesson now yeah. Too late, you, Mark. Too late. You got Patrick in your life. He's definitely a fan. He's bought all the video this games, spent way too much money on the Power Ranger games. Oh yeah. I, I, I will I will buy all the Power Ranger games, even if they are terrible, which they all are. are. <laughs> Say if they're terrible. <laughs> yes. When their terribleness when they're is terrible. discovered. So for me, I totally resonate with Patrick talking about when you realized you would rather stay inside and play video games than go outside. I remember like vividly playing, I think it was Contra with one of my friends, Josh, and we were playing in the middle of the day. It was summer, 80 some degrees outside. Kids were swimming, kids were playing sports. Like our neighborhood was like there were like at least a dozen kids that just went up and down the street. We would all hang out, you know, play sports, play games, uh, whatever, like from the age of six or seven up until, you know, high school. And I realized one summer that I was a huge nerd because I would rather just play Nintendo in the middle of the day, you know, uh, instead of going outside. Like kids our age would come in and be like, are you going to come outside? We're like, no. We're, we finally just, made it to the yet? yeah we made it to the fourth <laughs> stage I don't know if it's called Skellige in Contra but and I didn't get what Skellige <laughs> was then but now I understand what Skellige is uh, yeah so doing that definitely was something that revealed that I was a nerd and then the other thing is when Saturday morning cartoons went beyond Saturday like it's one thing to just watch the cartoons Saturday morning and then move on with your life but like Seven days a week, I was drawing pictures of, like, Ninja Turtles, He-Man, G.I. Joe. My friends and I were buying, like, action figure upon action figure upon action figure. I, like, I had, in the Ninja Turtles realm, I had, like, two full cases. Like, five Leonardos, five Michelangelos, five Raphaels, the space version, the cowboy version, the samurai version, the normal version, the version where the, the you know, you press a button and the arm moves up and down in this very, like non-threatening way but it's supposed to be like a kung fu move and supposed to be amazing and even though it's not (laughs) but i didn't care it was an awesome action figure and i remember getting those action figures you know a lot of them before like there were a lot of like collectible cards they had the cardboard cutout that you could get out of the back and i remember getting like a huge stack of them 
and I think I've told this story like a long time ago, but I remember I had it. I had the stack of the cards that I cut out the back of the box of each of the, you know, where it's clear plastic in the front. And then it had like the stats in the back. It had like their height, their weight, their favorite things, their fears, whatever. And I had a whole stack of them with rubber bands wrapped around. I remember my room was a mess and I lost those cards for like 20 minutes and I started to cry. I started to make deals with God. I was like, God, if you help me find those cards, I will read the Bible and all that kind of stuff, you know. If you and, just bring back my cracked Kindle, I promise I will be better. Yeah, that's what, that's what Clark needs to do. You need to tell him to pray. Lay his hands. No, don't lay his hands. It, was, it would have cut him. That would have been good. But, uh, yeah, it was that kind of stuff that definitely keyed me in on the fact that I was a huge nerd. Um, some stuff that came later, which kind of goes into the next thing that I, I, I think we should definitely talk about. And I think we've already kind of alluded to, but our favorite nerdy franchises. Uh, Spencer, you mentioned the, uh, I mean, the stellar Lord of the Rings. I love yep. the Lord of the Rings. And when my dad introduced to me The Hobbit, uh, and then, of course, the, the trilogy, uh, The Lord of the Rings with Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, Return of the King, I, like, blew through those when I was in, like, sixth grade, sixth or seventh grade, and I loved them. And from there, it didn't stop. We didn't have the movies to go to. Of course, you had the cartoons that you talked about from the 70s, which were classic. Uh, yeah. But my my dad introduced me to other high fantasy, like Wheel of Time. Uh, yeah. I loved those things. And those books were huge. And they just went on and on and on and on. And I, I blew through all of those up until, I mean, this was like the mid-early 90s. So uh, Robert Jordan, I think it is the author, Robert right? Jordan. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He hadn't yet finished uh, the series. And then he, of course, you know, passed away. But then eventually with the help of, I think, Brandon his, Sanderson. Yes. Thank you. I yep. knew you'd know that. Yeah. Uh, he, they finished that up. I've never gone back to watch or watch to read the last. Uh, I think I, I'm lacking like four books, three or four books. But uh, man, I love those. But uh, what are the nerdy franchises that you guys like love the most that you nerd out? about the most are you gonna call on us no i was I gonna wait because i wanted the awkward <laughs> silence round round, Spencer, round who do you think should go first <laughs> i knew patrick was gonna be like oh. <laughs> uh we already talked about it uh power rangers i will eat it up you know we're going back to eighth grade i remember uh still i remember buying action figures the power rangers action figures and all the zords and you know like i was i was a nerd you know like i would get all the action figures and I would put them together and take them apart, you know, uh, make the Megazord. And, uh, I love doing that stuff and I still love doing that stuff. Um, with power Rangers, you know, that movie came out a couple years ago. Uh, they rebooted it and I loved the movie. You know, it was, it's a bad movie, uh, overall. Uh, but as a power ranger fan, I, I eat it up and I love it. There's a, um, there is a fan film that is going to be is going to be created by Jason David Frank, which was the who was the original Green Ranger and White Ranger, back in the early '90s, uh, between '93 and '96, um, and he's creating this uh, White Dragon movie, and it was on Kickstarter, and I backed it because I'm like, I want to see more Power Ranger stuff. Uh, that's that is put that you know like it's it's the people that are fans and they want to make a fan-made movie and sometimes the fan-made movies are fan service they they give they yeah. give uh what the fans want 
rather than trying to make a, a billion dollars in the box office. These these guys are going to put stuff together. Like, like have you ever, have you ever seen the uh, Nathan Drake Uncharted oh, fan yeah. film oh, with Nathan Fillion? Yeah. yeah. Like, yes. that, that 15 minutes was a fan film that it was exactly what everyone wanted. They yep. wanted Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake. Uh, and it had all the mannerisms, uh, the the jokes that Nathan Drake would make. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm looking forward to with this White Dragon Power Rangers fan film. Um, I even go when when we go to like Target or Walmart, and the kids want to go to the toy section. I'm like, yeah, let's go to the toy section, and I and I go to the action figure aisle. I'm like, what are the new action figures? You know, what what's in the WWE universe? What are the new Power Rangers stuff? You know, like, and they and they have like the uh, legendary edition of the Power Rangers, like the new, like, because the action figures when we were kids are were pretty ho hum. You know, they have that kung fu motion, and that right. was like the coolest thing. You know, uh, and now now the the action figures nowadays they've just put more way more detail in it. Um, and then the legendary Power Rangers, they they show like it's the White Ranger and the Red Ranger from the old days. You know, there's it's really cool to see. I know I buy them from time to time. For sure, uh, and I just I got a uh, I got a Darth Vader uh, action figure recently. Um, got a Kylo Ren one sitting up there. I got a you know just like I yeah uh, I I love the I love the Power Rangers. Definitely my favorite franchise of all time. Not necessarily all the newer things that they're doing. You know like because they have a different set of group of group of kids every season. You know what was great about the early the first three seasons of Power Rangers is they pretty much had the same cast and it was the same Zords, you know, and things like that. But now it's like with it being different every season, it's kind of hard to, you know, uh, get attached to them. You know what I mean? Yep. Mark, how about you, buddy? Yeah. I mean, I'm obviously in the same, same boat with, with power Rangers. I'm not going to lie. I've been tempted because they've been putting out like special legendary, you know, uh, collector's items you can get like they have a set of the the power morpher and the power coins mm. um and i had a power morpher power morpher when i was a kid um and i loved that toy um and um so i've been very tempted to pick up one of those um you know power rangers was was my thing um which was cool when I was little, and then it started to, you know, obviously middle school and high school wasn't as cool anymore, and people, you know, guys were, you know, like, oh yeah, it's girls now, it's all about girls, if you want to, if you want to meet girls, you're not going to tell them about Power Rangers, (laughs) Um, (laughs) so um, I kind of had to kind of keep that hush-hush, but um, yeah, I've always been into Power Rangers, um, you know any type of superhero stuff, DC and Marvel. We'll come back to that because I know there's a a joiner question that kind of touches mm-hmm. on that a little bit. Um, but um, you know, I, I was again big into Power Rangers and all of the derivations of it. You know, of course, when Power Rangers came out, there you know all these people have to make copies of it and and try to make money off of that and make clones like you know Big Bad Beetleborgs and and um there was actually a show on called and i think we've talked about it on the show before and it's it's a mouthful of a title it's called superhuman samurai cyber squad <laughs> yes and yep, I um it. 
and it stars um if you're familiar with the lawrence brothers like andy matt um joey joey was on the show blossom um but yeah the the middle brother matt was one of the main heroes on the show and he would get injected into um basically the cyber realm you'd go into a computer and go into like the this like computer world or whatever and he'd become this like um he kind of looked like ultraman if you've ever seen ultraman yeah uh yeah he looked very much like that um but he could combine with a couple of his other friends when they'd come into the world they'd literally turn into these like mechanized vehicles and he would combine with them and create this huge basically a zord um so they were power of... rangers in mate in the matrix yeah basically power rangers in on like the internet uh, <laughs> or tron yeah and, and and so like all those different derivations of of that type of like uh it's it's like ugh, i'm trying to remember the name of it the japanese counterpart for it um well the one for power rangers is super sentai that's where the that's where Power Rangers gets all its footage from is Japanese material, um, but all those derivations of of Super Sentai and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I was in big into that kind of stuff. I was big into obviously, like I said, Doctor Who and and Star Wars um, and and all of those things, and and um, a huge Back to the Future fan as well. Um, like we've talked about on previous episodes, I was big into time travel. Always, I'm, I'm a sucker for time travel movies. Um, so, you know, obviously Doctor Who, Back to the Future, huge on those. Um, got into my anime phase, um, where I was big into, um, Dragon Ball, uh, and Dragon Ball Z and all those, all those things. Um, I remember I printed off um because obviously uh, those episodes of dragon ball z they aired in japan before they aired here in the states and so there were article there were like whole run-throughs of the entire series uh of dragon ball z that i like literally printed off the internet so i could read it because we hadn't gotten the the all the episodes here but i could read the information and and it was basically like i was reading a book Hmm. Uh, about Dragon Ball, what happens on Dragon Ball Z before any of the episodes be, uh, got dubbed over into the states and things like that. Um, yeah, I got into a huge anime phase with with like I said, Dragon Ball, and um, there was a series called Tenchi Muyo that I really liked, and uh, the Gundam series, uh, all the different iterations of Gundam, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, lots of big nerdy franchises i i was a huge like i and it's funny because it comes in phases because it was like power rangers then pokemon was huge for me then dragon ball z um but but yeah spence you got any other uh franchises that you want to highlight that were big for you i am nowhere in the realm of the power rangers pokemon dragon ball z that like i kind of missed all of that uh, I was a little older and that kind of like probably came for me after I'd kind of moved into some other things. But for me, my first love always will be Star Wars. 
I was born in 79. One of the first movies my parents took me to was a re-showing of Star Wars. At the time, it wasn't called Episode Four: A New Hope. It was just Star Wars. And yep. I was an infant. And then they took me to every movie showing after that. I had the toys. I was collecting Anything that had Star Wars on it, lunch boxes, you know, uh, you know, if they had a rubber ball that had a, a picture of R2-D2 on it, I wanted it because it was Star Wars. So, like, that's really where I cut my teeth very, very early on. And as I grew, my love of Star Wars, my obsession with Star Wars continued to grow. I would buy, the, they had like a book called, I think, the Star Wars Almanac that yeah. had you know, a description of every little thing and what it was and what it meant. And I would sit there and just read through it and memorize it because I wanted that if I came across another kid on the playground and he said, you know, uh, what does this, you know, mean? I could be like, boom, here's the answer. Here's why it ties in. This is why it's important. This is something that supports. And like, I could just have a conversation that I'm sure the kid, you know, didn't really care to know. He probably just saw the movie once and thought it looked cool and knew that I was the kid that knew about it. So Star Wars really early on. Um, then another kind of big touch, uh, kind of touchstone for me, like I alluded to earlier, was Lord of the Rings. I mean, I got hooked on the Hobbit cartoon at a really early age. But when I got to maybe around, oh, I don't know, 12, 13 um, my dad suggested that I should go and read the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And I remember reading it and I couldn't put it down. I just read it yeah. from fellowship all the way through return of the King, just like in one, like, like long, like I didn't put any other books in there. I, there was no palate cleanser. It was just boom, boom, boom. I ripped through it and I finished it and I went, this is an amazing story. There's so much going on. I'm going to reread it because I know I even missed stuff. And I immediately started a reread of all three books. Nice. Mm. And so it was it was that moment. And I read that series about every about every 18 months or so. I'll pick it back up, read it through again. Um, oh, wow. It's it's just I mean, there is something for everyone in yep. that book. But in in the in in those books the the interesting thing though was back then at that time and i don't know how much of this we'll kind of get into but if you were into something that was considered nerdy it it was a small group of people there was yep. a small group of people that yep. you knew that was also into that thing you were in and if you were a nerd you would have like these like little different groups of friends or nerd associates, if you will, that you would kind of hang out with. Cause it's like, Oh, these guys share my love of Lord of the Rings. So I can go over here on a Monday on the playground or at school in, you know, uh, you know, homeroom or whatever. And we can talk about Lord of the Rings, but so, these guys over here are star Wars guys. Ironically, Mike Doherty on Facebook had this to say about nerd culture. He said, anything Middle Earth. So he lined up yeah. right with us with Lord of the Rings. And then he said, I'm there. Hope you all covered the transition of nerd culture into pop culture the last decade or so. Thoughts on how or why? It's almost cool to be a nerd now. We've had our revenge, and now we're working on reconciliation. Mm. Revenge of the nerds. Nice reference there. So yeah, yep. you've already alluded to nerd. it. But yeah, being a nerd back then was a more of a lonely, smaller group kind of thing, more intimate, and now it's right. pop culture. 
Right. Totally you had different. to, you had to work. You really had to work to get, you know, your hands on stuff. You had to work to find information. If you wanted to get into Dungeons and Dragons, you didn't just go to the internet to get into it. No. You would ha- you would have to go to a, a local game store, a bookstore, maybe even a library, and you'd have to find a copy of a monster manual or the handbook or the dungeon master's guide. If you wanted to know, oh, my friends are talking about this thing, Dungeons and Dragons, you had to go buy or rent, borrow, steal these books, and you'd have to read through the entire thing and then go ask them a whole bunch of questions and then go read more. Like you had to work for it. And that is not where we find ourselves today. Now you can binge something, you can go Google something, and you can find the answer. When Patrick was talking about uh, his Iron Man VR game and he was talking about Gunsmith, I did a quick Google search and went, I don't really remember. Gunsmith appeared in like a 2008 comic and, you know, had kind of this short run and he was this AI that kind of ended up being this kind of villainous AI or whatever. I did not know that prior to about 30 seconds before I Googled it while Pat was talking. <laughs> that's that's where yeah. like we're at now. But back yeah. in the day, when I was a kid, if you wanted to talk about how Legolas can basically walk on top of the snow because he's an elf, and elves are super light, and how he could run all the way to find the sun and bring the sun back to the Fellowship, you had to have read the book. There's right. no There's no cliff notes. You're not turning to your friend and be like, Hey, uh, can you just quickly tell me? No, you you had to work for it. Yeah, and you didn't just have to work for the information. You had to work to survive socially because in school, it was not cool to be a nerd. If you were into that kind of stuff, you would get picked on. You would get made fun of. Uh, I I remember the kids that, you know, when when I was in elementary school, middle school, I was one of those kids that was kind of a chameleon. Like, I was into the nerdy stuff, but I didn't, like, flaunt it like I didn't have everything with me and be like well no matter what I'm talking about Lord of the Rings it was like yeah I like Lord of the Rings but I'm not going to force that on anybody else I was I was kind of blending in at the time so it helped me in the social realm but there were kids that were like the typical movie tv show tape wrapped around their glasses like snot going down their nose and they're blowing their nose every five seconds and talking about well the latest in uh this comic run of of Garfield is it's got crossover with Superman and like that kind of stuff where it's just like, what are you hey, talking don't about? Don't mock the Superman Garfield crossover. I know. That right? was a legendary moment. It was. It was infamous or famous. <laughs> I kind of want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Surprisingly, lasagna is also a weakness of Superman. Huh. <laughs> Who would have known? <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you? No, no, not at Well, I think so. What a twist. The The interesting thing though, Lucas, you bring up is that, you're right. Like you would, there was a stigma at, at a certain yeah. time. If you go back far enough in history, there was a stigma because you were into something that other people were into and other people didn't understand what exactly. that thing was. And so human, a lot. human nature is if I don't understand something, let me, let me mock that thing. Let me yeah. belittle that thing. Let me try to put it down. Because I don't feel comfortable talking with you about it because I don't know it. So let me try to reduce it and have a very reductionist conversation. And 
that doesn't really take place anymore, at least not like it used to. You know, kids aren't getting beat up because they're a fan of Spider-Man anymore. That just doesn't happen. No, it it doesn't. Um, And I I, I attribute it to to two things. Uh, One is all the nerds growing up are now in charge of things. Yeah, Yeah. they're making the money. So, yeah, like, um, and they're creating content uh, for ki- for kids and adults alike, uh, because there are way more nerds out there than were when we were kids, uh, only because it is more prevalent. And I think it's because uh, that the nerds have grown up and now they have jobs and now they're running the show. They're 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 providing us content like the Marvel series, like back in in 2010 when Iron Man came out, it was like whoa. Okay, this oh 2009? 2009, yeah, sorry. 2000 okay, so any, so look at him trying to 37 38 whatever it is. 37 38 yeah. 39 uh, whatever. Yeah, sure, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it, it was at that time it was it was it wasn't uh a it was a movie that came out that was a comic book movie that no one really knew um and that blew up. Yep. And more, more and more people were like, hey, you know, like, I'm not really a comic book fan, but I'm a moviegoer and this interests me. And that kind of snowballed over the next 10 years uh, of people like, okay, I'm, 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 I know that I know all this Marvel stuff. Uh, I wonder what else there is out there. And, you know, DC's coming out with their movies. You know, pe- people who are more moviegoers than in the comic books, um, they're bringing those kind of fans in. And which are bringing more and more nerds out of the woodwork. Like, okay, maybe I am a nerd. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I do need to learn more about this. We get the backstories on this, on these things. Uh, but I attribute it to those two things over the past decade. Going back to um, Mike's question. So, two thousand nine with Iron Man was kind of like actually the second wave of this big, you know, explosion. the The first one was in the year two thousand with the first X-Men film yep. because we just celebrated the 20th anniversary. Right. Yeah. Just, just hit their 20th. Yay. Um, cause the interesting thing was, is that there had been superhero movies before, but they Uh-oh. had never, yeah, they'd never been, I mean, gosh, go back to like the 1994 fantastic four film. Uh, you know, it, it, gosh, no, don't actually, but Batman and Robin killed it right, for quite a while. Right. So like you, you, you'd had <laughs> yeah. some movies, that had done okay, but in 2000 with X-Men, they decided that they wanted to tell a comic book story about mutants. They wanted to do the X-Men, but they didn't want it to be so close to the source content that it was going to be, you know, Wolverine in, you know, yellow and blue spandex. They didn't want to do that. They didn't want to do with all the colorful outfits. So they made this movie and they kept the tones a little, a little more subdued, a little darker, and then they cast it excellent. I mean, just the casting was they excellent did. on that they film. Really did. And Hugh Jackman, with kind of the the way he portrayed Wolverine as this kind of really cool antihero, like he really embodied that character. And people wanted to go see it because they're like, "Oh, Patrick Stewart's in this thing, and we've got you know uh, we've got you know uh, Famke Jansen in this, and Anna Paquin, and oh, Hugh Jackman's in this thing." Hugh Jackman's like one of the biggest stars that's kind of up and coming and it made it more accessible to mainstream. And then it followed up shortly, uh, you know, two years later by Spider-Man 
the first of the Sam Raimi with Tobey Maguire. And Spider-Man is arguably the biggest comic book character on the planet. Everyone knows his backstory. Even if you didn't read the comics in the 60s when he was coming up, everyone knows that. And now they made this movie and it was very accessible and it was fun. And like that started the big wave. And by the time we get to 2009 uh, that Pat alluded to with Iron Man, the ground had 2008. the ground 2008. Yeah, sorry. The ground had really been softened. <laughs> oh, sorry. Gosh. The, the ground the ground had really been softened up, where people were more accepting of going and seeing a comic book style movie because they'd seen it done really well before. And I remember I got a phone call from my mom, and she said, "Have you seen this Iron Man movie?" And I knew Iron Man, but Iron Man was kind of like a C-level Marvel yeah, character. Yeah, really was. Yep. And wow. and I was just like, I, you know, I mean, toss me an Incredible Hulk. Give me a, give me a Thor, a Captain America. You know, and obviously we got those. But I was like, you know, give me another Spider-Man, even though you know the last Spider-Man couple movies. And she said, No, 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 go see this Iron Man. It's amazing. I loved it. And I went, Wait a minute, my mother loved this. <laughs> And it was that moment. Yeah. It was that moment. I went, yeah, nerd culture is not going to be the same ever again because yeah. nerd culture is going to become pop culture. And now everyone and their dog goes to Comic Con International in San Diego. It's become this huge event. The original one had three hundred people, three hundred actual nerds. Now the industry shows up to show off every TV show and movie that they've got coming down the pipe that they think any fans somewhere potentially could like or will like. And it's just this mega event yeah. and that's not how it used to be. So I think accessibility is the real key to the explosion and transfer from nerd culture to pop culture. For sure. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of, um, a lot of that also has come down to, I mean, I definitely echo everything you just said for sure, uh, Spencer, but also the rise of, of connection Yeah. in terms of like uh, the internet, like we've touched on previously, like the fact that, you know, when we were kids, you were kind of limited to just your circle, yep. your circle of friends who you happen to find out, okay, they're interested in some of the things that I'm interested in uh, that maybe nobody else is interested in. But or you just curate them. Yeah, yeah, you grow them, you know. <laughs> yep. Um, but but then with the rise of the internet, um, you get to reach out farther than your circle. You get to reach out around the country. You get to reach out around the world, and you find out there are, there are more people out there, like way out there, uh, that that love the same things that I love, and that uh, as as the this collision of nerd culture and pop culture collide and and things have grown in terms of like social media channels and things like that um you know forums and yeah. and and things like discord and 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 all those things like that where where people can meet and connect and share this bond that they have it's it's grown there's greater connection to, to these things that people can be passionate about. Mark, and, I, and... I spent so much time on forums in the early days of the internet talking about yep. things like Firefly and Star Trek. And I mean, you know, Superman, like you pick it and you're right. Like I never would have found other brown coats 
fans of the TV yep. show Firefly, Serenity, like I, you know, the movie that came later based on fan support. I never would have found those people if it wasn't for the internet and that accessibility. You're absolutely right. Yep. Man, I totally yep. connected with the the internet idea when I actually went and watched Iron Man. I was like who's Iron Man again? Like I was one of those people that was just like, yeah, he's a C character. Yeah. And then I remember after watching Iron Man and going home and just started pouring through Wikipedia, pouring through forums. Just, I love my Wikipedia. I mean, it gives yeah. you all the information. Yeah, yeah. True or false. It's good. Like people spend some time, you know, curating that like their friends. Yeah. And so <laughs> I remember checking that out and that for a lot of the superheroes, like, I used to read comics like very casually. Superheroes were pretty much like my knowledge of superheroes that I enjoyed was based on cartoons like the animated X-Men and uh, some of the other ones that were out there at the time. But then I would read the comics sometimes on the side like Ghost Rider, Spider-Man, those kind of things. And uh, while we're in the superhero realm, Rogue Hoffa on uh, the Discord, the GMG Discord said, which superhero universe do you prefer, DC or Marvel? And then follow up, which is your favorite hero or villain? I call dibs on Mark, uh, DC and Batman. The end. Shows how much you know me because, yeah, you're right. It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you do me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. Marvel, Spider-Man. Well, that's where I was Do you going, even listen but... <laughs> to me? <laughs> I do listen to you, but... You're you're a fan of a lot of things, so you know. Just say dead cells. Um, but yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Dead, cells. Yeah, dead cells. DC just or did. Marvel? Dead cells. Marvel. DC. Dead cells. DC. Dead cells. Uh, dead cells. No, definitely not DC. Boo. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm Marvel all the but, way. Yeah, definitely. Okay, um, but yeah, I was definitely DC. Always been a Batman fan. Uh, ever since I was little, I've talked many, many times on the show about that. Um, but yep. yeah, so Marvel and Spider-Man, Lucas. Yeah. I mean, I, it's clearly Marvel. I, I, I remember really liking Batman back in the, uh, Michael Keaton days and mm. then like Batman yeah. returns. The movies really turned me on to Batman. Um, I moderately enjoyed Superman one, you know, much to Ronnie's chagrin. He probably thinks that no one should enjoy superhero one, Superman one. Superman I love one. that Superman movie. I, it's classic, right? Where he goes back in time, like he spins around the earth. That was mind blowing when Lois I watched Lane. that movie the first time. I was that like, man, the, what a power. That and, and they then set up General out, Zod and the Phantom yeah. Zone at the very oh, beginning yeah. to come, so good. come back in the second movie. Anyway, I love it. Yeah, it's uh, it was good stuff. And I really enjoyed that. But then as time went on, like, uh, I, I kind of fell away from the DC stuff. I found it personally to be darker than I enjoy in general. I know that there is lighthearts, lighthearted things about DC sometimes, but for the most part, I find it to be darker than Marvel. I like the colors. I feel like that Marvel characters are more human and easier to connect with as a person. So I really, uh, I just enjoy Marvel. And and I say Spider-Man is my favorite, but it's it's really, there are a bunch of them that I love. Like I fell in love with, I got a man crush on Hugh Jackman when he became Wolverine. Like his portrayal of Wolverine and just the way he brought that character alive and made him more human and less feral than he was in the comics. In the comics, I mean, he was an animal. Yeah. And when they put him in the movies, Hugh Jackman brought some coolness to him. 
brought some humanity to them, and uh, I really enjoyed that. So probably Spider-Man and Wolverine would be like my all-time two favorite characters. How about you, Spence? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to straddle the line here a little bit. Uh, I think if I didn't, I would be doing a disservice to who I truly am. Um, I love Superman. I, I, I mean, I've got a Superman, you know, tattoo on my nice. arm. I, you know, I, I named my podcast after a takeoff of the Fortress of Solitude with the Fortress yep. of Nerditude. No, no, it's I, the Nurtress of Fortitude. Nur- Nurtress of Fortitude. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, I, I love, I love Superman. However, the, in my opinion, DC's got the, 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 the Holy Trinity of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. And after that, I could care less about DC. I, I just really, I just really could care less. And it's, it's Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman in that order. And I didn't read a lot of Wonder Woman, although I really do like her. I like Princess Diana. I like her character. I like, you know, her, a lot of her stories, but I didn't read a lot of it. But the comics that I read the most of as a kid, because we used to ride down to the little corner store, get candy and get comics, was always Marvel. And it was always Spider-Man and then the Incredible Hulk. Those were the two. I read more Spider-Man comics than any other comic uh, as a kid growing up. And I still occasionally buy some comic books on my tablet or my kindle or my surface and i'll you know flip through them and read them um but spider-man on the marvel side i'm a huge marvel guy i've read lots and lots and lots of marvel comics over the years but spider-man and incredible hulk are my are my number ones over there but superman on the dc side if i if you said like pick one or the other i couldn't it would be like trying to choose between my children i just couldn't do it Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I love, I love Marvel as well. And and on the Marvel side, it would definitely be Spider Man. Spider Man has always been my favorite Marvel character for sure. I just, just a little bit more eek on the on the DC side. I, I you know, I have a theory why most people identify with Spider Man, and I think it's because Stan Lee is amazing, and he understood that at the time, every superhero was an adult was an adult that had a lot of their life together, you know, had some sort of, I mean, look at Superman. He's an adult, he's a reporter, Clark Kent, and then he's also, you know, Superman. Uh, Batman, right? He's this adult, once again. Same thing with everyone else. But at the time, he said, I'm going to write a teenager who's awkward and geeky, trying to go through school, trying to figure out dating, trying to figure out, you know, pimples and homework, and how do you manage that while also being a superhero? And normally, mm-hmm. kids are the ones that start reading comics. You know, teenage kids, preteen kids. And, and so it was easy for them to identify with that character because they saw a reflection of themselves. And I think that's why you hear so many people say, on the Marvel side, Spider-Man was their number one. Mm. What do you think about that, Pat? Pat. 
Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you with uh, with DC. My my favorite superhero of all time. I, I've said it before is Superman. Yep. You know, I have a Superman uh, costume that I've worn on several occasions. You know, like I've I've worn it to MTTG 300 uh, when we all met up in Nashville a couple years ago. Um, I've worn that that costume to the Batman v Superman uh, premiere night. Uh, uh, you know, and my buddy he wore the Batman suit, so. Um, it was, it, it was, it was fun. Um, I love the Superman. The reason why I do like Superman is because, uh, he is like a very, very positive, yeah. uh, and hopeful, um, you know, uh, superhero. Not only, not only is he hopeful, but he's, he's also like, uh, yeah, he's, I get the, uh, why Superman, why people don't like Superman because he's all powerful and all his, he changes in his appearance is the glasses come off. And, and, and the yeah. hair and the and the hair back the little curly cue back in the yeah. day yeah um i get it but it's uh, but besides that um i love his i've when i was a kid you know like who didn't want to want to have the ability to fly oh yeah and that's that was what i've you know i've always hung on to i've always wanted to fly i still want to fly um and that's why i do love the superman character um always will um but on the on the Marvel side, you like like you, Spencer. It's kind of hard to pick, you know, between one or the other. Uh, but when I was growing up, it was all Superman. But I really never knew anything about Marvel other than the movies, mm. you know, like I the Spider Man movie, the Sam Raimi movies, um, and the Tobey Maguire and the Andrew Garfield. Yep. Uh, but I really didn't uh, know anything about Marvel really until you know the Marvel universe started. You know, I did I knew nothing about Iron Man. I knew nothing about uh, Incredible Hulk other than Lou Ferrigno back in the day. Oh, um, I love that. I love that show. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Um, but uh, if I were to pick my favorite Marvel superhero um, in the movie universe, because I I'm not a comic book reader, um, I'm not a uh, an animated show watcher or anything. It's just basically the universe in the in the movies is is ant-man Ooh. and the only reason i like ant-man is paul rudd's character yeah. as 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 uh um hank not hank pym no. um scott lang scott lang. scott lang yeah yeah um yeah so his his character is just comical hilarious in almost everything that he does the way he portrays uh that character um is both as both um his normal human character and a superhero character uh, I absolutely love. I think I've watched the Ant Man movies more than I've watched any other movie besides Iron Man because I, I I love I love the way they started the universe with Iron Man, um, even though it was really started in Incredible Hulk. But do we really talk about no. that one? Sorry, Edward Norton, you're not real. You're fake. <laughs> yeah, just watch the last one minute of that. Yeah, that's all Hulk you need. Movie. The after then that's scene. when the. <laughs> they should have just hooked that on to Iron starts. Man. All right, <laughs> one last nerdy uh, question. Yeah. I want to know what's the nerdiest thing that you think you've ever done or gotten into. Oh, I've already said it. I wore the Superman costume to a yeah, movie you, premiere. You, oh, yeah, that's true. That is a that is super that is nerdy. nerdy. That's going to Comic Con without going to a con. Right. You just wear the full <laughs> suit. Yeah. All right. Which was a good time. I'm like, I got some high fives. Oh, I bet you did, man. You rocked like, it. I mean, yeah. I know when you went yeah. to that junk or treat, you uh, you were or trunk or treat, you were rocking it there too. 
Yeah, because the, the Superman costume is a little small, Spencer. A little tight. A yeah. little bit small. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. put two and two together. All right. Were you guys able we're to going. think of something super nerdy you've done in the past? Uh, I mean, I've I've belonged to a group that uh, is all about cosplaying in Stormtrooper and, uh, you know, Star Wars attire. I have my own uh, Jedi outfit, uh, lightsaber, belt, everything uh, up in my upstairs in my closet. So, like, I've done, like, cosplay stuff. I also, for a few years, ran a a game group based on the uh, Game of Thrones living card game. And that card game was literally based off of the book series, not any of the TV show. And so I've, you know, for a few years, I ran a whole community of nerds that would show up at a gaming store and we would play this competitive living card game. And, huh. you know, so like I know all the ins and outs, like I've, I've actually done a lot of different things that, you know, you could say are extremely nerdy. But I think I think, you know, cosplaying uh, before it was cool, before it was a thing uh, is definitely uh, in one of the nerdier things I did back in the day. And then, gosh, when you run a whole community and you're kind of like the it person, I mean, you know, this is that, that that's pretty intense. That's not just your. Oh, yeah. It's not that's a, a passing fancy. It's a commitment. Yeah, for sure. Mark, how about you? Oh, nerdiest thing I've done. The only thing that's coming to mind is like I actually try to create my own superheroes. Um, All right. Like I've tried to design my own my own stuff and my own backstories and things like that. I mean, is it better than uh, Condiment Man? Because if it's better than it's Condiment Man, it's absolutely better than then... Condiment. It's Condiment King, by the oh, way. Oh, Condiment King, King. Sorry. <laughs> Wish I were as big a nerd um, as you. <laughs> Someday. <yeah. laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, just like from all the the like midnight showings and and things like that, where I would show up to movies like three, four hours early, yeah, just to get a decent seat and all that kind of stuff, and which thankfully. Obviously, right now, nobody's really doing that for the most part. But, um, you know, but in my neck of the woods, they stop doing the whole, like, waiting in line kinds of things. You, like, you right. you can reserve your seat now. Right. So that's nice. Um, but, yeah, definitely I've done the whole cosplay thing, um, collecting stuff. That's some of the nerdier things. Um, funny enough, I haven't been to a con yet. Ooh. I, I should probably. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, that. you should. Nice. But yeah, I'm... I have a I have a picture with David Tennant, Mark. Just so you know. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. And it's signed. <laughs> so my my um my wife's friend in college, she did her doctoral um, thesis. Um, I can't remember what it was, but it was something involving. Doctor Who. Oh. She she used that for her doctoral thesis. And she took her thesis, her her paper and had it signed by David Tennant. Really? Yes. Nice. <laughs> that is super nerdy getting your doctoral like your your thesis and your dissertation, all that dissertation, or whatever, dissertation yeah. signed by Doctor Who. Yep. That's pretty cool and pretty nerdy. Yep. And now she I think she's a teacher in Poland. <laughs> Very cool. 
But yeah. I will say that I missed an opportunity more recently at the Rise of Skywalker premiere. Uh, I went to a theater here in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And uh, when I we went at the midnight showing, and there were a variety of people wearing, you know, a variety of of like Star Wars paraphernalia, like these like half baked cardboard cutouts. I made it in my basement costumes that were not professional whatsoever. I have a adult sized Yoda costume, like it's pajamas, but it's like from head to toe. Like you have the ears coming out, you have the hoodie. You have the outfit, and I forgot I had that in my kid's closet, and I totally missed the opportunity. I could have worn that. I would have worn that, <laughs> and I still regret that to this day. Um, but the thing that I think of that I did that I feel pretty nerdy about is one summer during high school, I got into Magic the Gathering, like hardcore, uh, stack, you know, building decks, going to those kind of dark, seedy comic book caves caverns yep. like that were dimly lit paneled you know dark paneled walls uh you know all 30 and 40 year olds that are uh you know they they were like i was nerds i was a nerd before you were born can i there, tell you that when i go to kid. those places now i open up the door and it's like a breath of fresh air hits me when i walk oh, in i'm yeah. like ah uh, yes i am amongst my own yeah, uh, I'm I love it. I am with my own kind. <laughs> yes. yeah. And they're like, welcome home, Let me home, sing you the Spencer. song of my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, when I was in high school, I did not feel that way because sure. they were like these large, bearded, greasy-looking guys that <laughs> were just not very nice. Like It was kind of like Elf where it was just like, why does everyone look at me like they want to hurt me? Right. (laughs) So, but I was totally into Magic Gathering. I bought some cards. I bought a bunch of packs, and like I had a group of small group of friends. We would just play Magic the Gathering at the pool, at my house, all over the place, and uh, it lasted a summer. I kept my cards for a while, but uh, it was pretty fun. I enjoy it now. I see all these kids playing Magic the Gathering, playing. uh, I'm blanking. What's the Blizzard card game? Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Everybody playing it on their tablets and stuff. I'm like, that's not. That's not commitment. Right. Yep. You got to buy the physical cards and lay them out there. Build. If your you're deck. not waiting every six or eight weeks for the next chapter pack to drop, yeah, and you exactly. got You got to pre-order because you want to make sure you don't miss out. I mean, I think I. I mean, we've come a long way. Nerd pop culture is so accessible, and I'm so happy that it is because it allows so many other people to get into things that we love. But there is a sense of loss of what it used to be and the struggle that it used to be. And like it it used to be a source of pride. You'd say, yeah, I'm, I'm a Lord of the Rings guy. And now it's like, everyone can go see the movies and the movies have been out for almost 20 years. You know, it's just, it's, it's great that everyone can share in it, but the uniqueness of it is, is kind of lost. Yep. All right. So one last question, this one comes from Barnaby Butterteeth. He, oh, he aimed this one at you, Spencer, but <laughs> since some of the things he mentions in it applies also to Mark, myself, and Patrick, we, we might chime in a little bit. But uh, he says, now that you are a podcast and streaming celebrity, Spencer, oh, what's please. the garbage and gold of guest starring in somebody else's podcast or stream? Oh, gosh. Okay. The, the gold, I'll start with gold. 
the gold of starring in someone else's podcast, being a, a guest on someone else's podcast is, in my opinion, you get to you get to like relax. Like I'm, I'm relaxing. We're having a good time. We're, we're talking, we're, we're being yeah. goofy. I'm harassing Mark because Mark's a friend of mine and I love harassing my friends. If I'm not harassing you, that's a problem. Right. Um, but I get to just relax and be comfortable when this is over. Uh, you know, I'm going to send Pat a file and I'm going to walk away. I don't have to do the editing. I don't have to do all the prep work. That I don't have to do huge. all that. <laughs> yeah. It is huge. I just I'm putting out tomorrow episode 190 of my podcast for 190 straight weeks. I've done research, editing, social media, you know, trying to keep it, you know, positive, trying to keep it entertaining. Like it's a lot of work. So the gold is I just get to come in here, goof around, hopefully be somewhat entertaining, have a fun conversation. That's the gold of it. The garbage of it is honestly, this is fun. And this is a guest spot. Like I, I get to walk on during the May sweeps of television and have a little guest spot, do my little thing. And then I go away and I don't get to see you guys and have fun conversations week after week after week together. That's yeah. the garbage. That's really the garbage of it is that we're not going to be doing this next week and the week after and the week after. I would love to do that. But just I know how this goes and everything else I got going on. And if I tell my wife I've got another night that I need to be away from the family because I've got something else going on. I mean, I, I better go find that girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the gar- that's the garbage of it is not being able to do it more often. Mm. There's there's no no better feeling to tr- pretty much wash your hands after you upload. Your it is file. the best. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there's just it's so awesome. It's just a great feeling. Just like go to bed. You're like, Haha, I don't have to edit. That. I'm gonna I'm going to export this Fantastic. out. I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna go down and get a McGriddle from McDonald's because I haven't had dinner yet. I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna watch a little TV. I'm just gonna relax. I know Pat's gonna have to start going right to work on editing. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel uh-huh. your pain. Yeah. Mark's going to go to bed. I feel your pain, but, you know, I'm not going to volunteer to help but you. But you've been on the other uh, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly is. right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's true. Yeah, a uh, quick shout out because I definitely relate to the garbage and gold you mentioned, Spencer. I was on the Infinity Bros podcast uh, last week, and their episode 43, I think, just dropped. And uh, Isaac Alistic, Isaac Edland, he's a friend of the show, a joiner. He's been on our show as a guest. Uh, he kind of did a quid, quid pro quo and invited one of us, and I got the luck of the draw and was on their podcast. And uh, I definitely recommend, not just because I guested on it, but I definitely recommend you guys uh, check it out. Uh, listen to that episode. Listen to their other episode. It's a group of guys that have known each other since college, and it is clear that they're the best of friends. Like they rag on each other more than anybody I've hung out with since college. And they are just, they're a hoot. Uh, they're really funny. Uh, it was a great time to be with them. And, uh, you definitely feel that Spence where like, I felt free as a bird. Like I don't have to like pay attention to the time. I don't have to pay attention to, okay, what's next? How do I transition (laughs) that or that? That's because we probably blown past your timeline a long ago. Oh Yeah. It'll be fine. Well, yeah, we haven't gone this long, which is fine, which is totally fine. We haven't gone this long in ages. Yeah, like since in-game. And, uh, or but it's like totally that. fine because we were, we were engaging in the conversation. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that's one of the things. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's gonna be fun to edit. Oh, sure, yeah. but yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, all right, you know, it's whatever. But yeah, it's it's been fun. All right. Well, uh, did you guys have anything else? Any last minute nerdy, cultured things to add to uh, the discussion? Going once, going twice. One more thing. Okay. No, I'm just teasing. I was like, who's going to break first? Who's going to do Steve it? Steve Jobs. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, no. Uh, no. Here, I, I, will, I will say kind of in closing on this is that whatever, whatever you may find, whatever you may be interested in, if you're not super big into nerd culture or you don't think, you know, you would be into it, there's so many things now that are like nerd slash pop culture if you're into something, you find something interest, interesting, go online. I'm sure you can be able to find a community of like-minded people that would be interested in whatever you're interested in. And uh, try new things out. You never know what you may end up uh, enjoying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Get on get on uh-huh. Twitter. Follow some people that do the same nerdy things that yep. you do or the interests you have. Check them out. Get on Discords, whether it's the Good Morning Guys Discord or... The Nurturous of Fortitude Discord. Check it out. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that is all for this nerd culture conversation. If you find joiners would like to connect with us beyond listening, as I mentioned at the top of the show, follow and chat with us on Twitter at the GMG Podcast or Discord. Uh, the link is in the Twitter our Twitter profile and show notes. We also do email the Good Morning Guys at gmail.com for those thirty somethings and above. And Spencer. Why don't you share with the joiners how they can get connected with you and nerd out with you on the Fortress Fortress of Nerditude. Fortress, you'll get it. You'll get it. Almost there. there. Nice. You nailed it. Uh, yep. Okay, so the Fortress of Nerditude podcast, we release every Thursday morning. Uh, we are a podcast that is about nerd and pop culture. We talk about everything from, gosh, Star Wars to Doctor Who, books, The King Killer Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss, to Lord of the Rings, we talk about television, a little bit of a little bit of everything. We do a movie review uh, once a month, but you can find us on Apple. I say Apple Podcasts. I mean, I'm so used to calling it iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, and we're just Fortress of Nerditude. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Fort of Nerd, and then I'm also streaming on Twitch. And that's Ford of Nerd 79. Uh, it'll look really similar. All my theming is similar to the podcast because it's all kind of under one brand. So, uh, yeah, I hope you hope you come over and uh, give us a listen and laugh at my stupidity and shenanigans because that's kind of what I do. Nice. Well, if it's anything like tonight, all about the shenanigans. There, there will definitely be people laughing at you. Fantastic. Oh, definitely, definitely people <laughs> laugh at me. That's the idea. <laughs> All right. Oh, and the last thing I do not want to forget, if you want to be a wild and crazy guy or gal, call us at 929-GMG-GUYS. Leave a message, ask a question, let your voice be heard. And, of course, what else should be heard but none other than Mark's music playlist that can be found on Spotify and Apple Music. Mark, what you got for us? Yes, sir. So, obviously, I was trying to pick songs along the theme of, of nerdiness and, and things like that. Uh, so, the first song that I'm picking is a song from Weezer. It's a song called In the Garage, where they talk about uh, D&D and all, all sorts of nerdy things like that. Um, the second song I'm going to add is Weird Al Yankovic's White and Nerdy, because yes. why not? Nice. Nice. Um, 
So I have left the third space open, and typically, Spencer, I know I am putting you very much on the spot right now. Yeah. Typically, we reserve that spot, and it does not have to be nerd centric. I got it. It can be okay. You got it. All right. What do you got? Misty Mountain Hop by Led Zeppelin. It literally is a rock band from the '70s. They talk about Lord of the Rings in it. Uh, It's amazing. That's a solid pick. Nice. I like that. Nice. So. I hope those songs, including Spencer's pick, help you get your good morning on. Yes, and if you're not sure how to find that GMG Music playlist, I think there are some links somewhere, or you can type in the search bar, The Good Morning Guys Music Playlist. It's The Good Morning Guys Morning Playlist on Spotify. The Good Morning Guys Morning Playlist. Do not listen to it in the afternoon, evening, or night. Not allowed. It's not allowed. No. Morning. Listen, we use that we use that term liberally here anyway. We do. It's morning somewhere. <laughs> it's morning somewhere, right? Yeah, Lucas has exactly. got it. Exactly. We were synced in there. Yep. All right. Well, uh, next week, Ronnie will be bringing our topic. Uh, Ronnie, what are you going to be talking about? Pat, you can just add in like Ronnie's voice or something, right? Like edit it in. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just find where, where he says, I don't know. Yeah, there you uh, go. And, just, and just add in. that in. <laughs> that's pretty much what he would say anyways. Fantastic. You just, you just put him saying, hi. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Good morning for hi, which that could go many different ways. All right, good. Glad we covered that. All righty then. Mark, Pat, which we go. <laughs> and Spencer, along with you, our beloved friends, family, and joiners. Go get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you game. Wait, did we explain to Spencer? Or do you do the Mark Spencer's thing? One, two, three, Mark. Before. We're going to do one through three, Mark. He knows how it works. Wait, okay. wait, what, what are we doing? <laughs> how, how does this work? What are we on now? Podcast? I just thought we were doing a Zoom ah. call with worship music. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Okay, sorry. Yep, that's it's all it. Good. Yeah, we're, I'm, just I'm don't good. use all the energy up. Hopefully you got plenty of it. All right. Have you have you met me, man? No. We, we will be fine. <laughs> no. This is the first time we've no. literally met each other. Ke- keeping me quiet might be the problem. <laughs> all right. It's all good. <laughs>